Hello, and welcome to the BNY Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Owen Shannon. Joining me is the DM, Peter Gorski. How are you? Happy to be here. And on the other microphone, the carpet extractor, Mark Gorski. How are you? I'm a little shook today, Owen, in good ways and bad ways. Let's hear about it. So, the good news, let's get this out of the way first. Tomorrow is the faded day. My computer should be able to be assembled tomorrow, put back together, and I will be fully functioning once again. Dreams come true. This has been a long time in the coming. Those who don't know, this computer has been busted since May of this year. And I've kind of relied on it for a lot of things. So big setback in many ways, but we're going to have it. And I know everyone on this podcast here is very happy for me to hear that the, the, the computer is coming back together. I'm happy for you, but uh, I just I want to see it in your house. And I want to see or at least have you tell me that like it's turned on yeah, and uh, functioning. I would like that, too. But when it happens, trust me, I will send you a fun a, a fun video of me turning it on when it works. Are you able to go into it all? Like, why why it's been this long? Um, several warranties just going through it. Like my motherboard was not working after the move back in May, uh, so I sent it into a warranty, and for some reason, I guess I'm gonna point at COVID. I guess because that is a big reason things are not being shipped at appropriate times but for some reason it took them a month and a half to move it through like their queue of repairs because they just had so much backed up i get it back i get it sent back to me around like late mid-july and the motherboard they sent me was also broken so i had to get that through the warranty and send that back and same deal as before but now here we are, second warranty coming through, finally, in the middle of October. Not not cool, not cool, but I'm, I just want my computer back. I'm not here to complain about it. I'm here to be blessed that I'm going to be given a part that works, surely, knocking on wood. This is going to be the motherboard for me for many years. May it long live and stay by my side. What's the first PC game you're going to boot up? Um, immortality probably. <laughs> Goddamn right it is. A game that's installed on my laptop and it can absolutely run it right now. Uh, otherwise, I can't. I I I feel like I will be very guilty if I try to do anything else on it. I'll can we answer the first. immortality spoiler cast next week, please? Oh uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't see why not. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay, good. I'm just, yeah, I you want know the fun recording. Well, let's make a date of it. We're going to uh, we're gonna have James on that episode to talk about it with us. Like he, he's in for for a full ride. We're gonna do a full episode and then and then yes, immortality at the end. Does James bring his own topic? I mean, we can make him if he yeah, wants anyway. And yeah, if he doesn't want to, then then I guess we'll cover. But uh, awesome, we get to look forward to that. But uh, we have a whole episode to do here right now. We are going to talk about the Mario movie. We're going to talk about games coming from console to PC on day one and the implications of that. And we are also going to do a temperature check on VR episodes each Monday. Typically, we're kind of a shoddy op- operation here. So sometimes that changes, but we aim for each Monday. 
Um, current game club game is Rayman Legends. How are we doing on that, guys? Uh, it's been a second. I've I've put like twenty minutes into it still. I it feels gonna be a while. Feels like. Yeah, I think I put about an hour and a half, maybe two hours into it, but uh, it's been a little bit. I mean, I'm still not a gamer. I'm trying to become a gamer again, but I'm still not one. I um, imagine come I November, you're going to be full force gamer once again. Once I'm I hoping. I, I'm mainly I'm mainly just not a gamer because of uh, different job changes, so I kind of have to focus on that. Um, but, you know, I I miss the gamer lifestyle i miss my uh flashy rgb lights and the such you can play a lot of halo wars 2 when you're in this front i know that's what i well no my halo wars 2 is madden we've been over this and it makes me feel lifeless but i throw touchdowns so it all gets made up for in the end um let's get into it nintendo had what a I would call a full packed to the gills direct where they spent one whole hour anticipating the fact that they were going to drop a Mario movie trailer. And then they talked about it for two minutes and then they showed a trailer that was probably about what? 90 seconds. A couple minutes. Like I want to say a little over two minutes. I'm going to get the exact time for us on that. Um, Mark, this is your topic, so uh, tell us tell us what you're thinking on this new Mario movie by yeah. Illumination. So the Mario movie, as we all know it, uh, is something so many people are talking about, or at the very least, listener, if you aren't talking about it, someone in your life probably really wants to talk about it. So this is your opportunity to read up, listen about it, learn about the Mario movie, and maybe go talk to them about it. So you know, I know that they would appreciate it. So keep that in mind as we talk about the Mario movie. But uh, I have been long anticipating this trailer for so, so, so long. So, so much so that after the trailer, I've been trying to make plans to drive to see this movie with friends and possibly buying a Mario costume so we can all wear a Mario costume to the Mario midnight screening, whatever, whenever this movie is going to launch. So uh, I don't know. If everyone's Mark, where are you going to see this movie? That's what I was about to ask. I uh, might be going to Pittsburgh. Oh, that's that's reasonable. Yeah, not too far. It's a four-hour drive. I've looked that up at least. It's a three-and-a-half-hour drive, supposedly. Yeah, no, that's that's a manageable drive. Mm-hmm. Um, is that just like a middle ground for people, or do you have multiple friends in Pittsburgh? Um, I have a friend in Pittsburgh, and there's another friend who I don't even want to say maybe yet, because it's hardly a middle ground, <laughs> because the third friend is in Florida. So... We'll see what happens there. We Do have time. you want to uh, pinpoint the exact co- coordinates of the theater you guys may be planning to go to? And what's uh, showing? I, uh, it depends. And, uh, and what, like, is this Mario costume? Is it baggy on you? Is it tight? Like, how will people... And your friend's you? social security numbers. Uh, I don't know what this Mario costume is going to look like. I don't care if it's, like, the trashiest Mario costume. I Right now, I'm banking on going to a Halloween store and getting it now while I can, because I imagine it's way more expensive in March than it is in October to buy a Mario I feel like that's... Wouldn't that be the opposite? I mean, I I feel like you're not going to find a Mario costume in March, right? That's fair, that's fair. 
Yeah, what I, the fuck are you talking no, about? No, no. My assumption is that Halloween costumes are never more expensive than Halloween. It's like yeah, how you wait own. you wait until the summer to buy to buy a winter jacket. I mean, that's fair. Like even I think of like getting Halloween candy in November. Everyone's just trying to get rid of their shit. So maybe even in November, that's a good time to buy a that's taking a uh, we're spinning the wheel there though. I don't know. I'm gonna look at prices, we'll see. Uh, I just bought a p- computer part the other day, so I'm going to hold out on that. Also trying to buy three games in November, so a lot going on. Wait, are you still... I I know you're planning on getting a God of War, but are you still thinking about Harvestella and what else? What was the other one? Uh, it's not Harvestella. Uh, it's Pokemon Sonic. later in the month. Sonic, Sonic and Pokemon. Sonic, God of War, and Pokemon are... Getting Sonic that... Frontiers. I really want to play that game peter it looks like it's going to be fun okay the mario movie trailer is two minutes and 27 seconds okay i thought it was short briefly over two minutes and right now is the view count at like nine ten million right now uh i don't have oh official nintendo of america is 5.8 oh, um well, illumination uploaded to universal okay and, and, and i thought i saw it everywhere I saw it at 8.6 million on Illumination a couple days ago. For the last time I watched it. I think I think there's a whole bunch of different uploads of it and they all have millions of views. Yeah. Which is just going to say a lot of people out there are dying to see this movie, right? We're all dying to see this movie, Peter, right? I'm excited about it. I'm actually excited. I'm oh, on a scale from 1 to 10. I'm not sure if I would say I'm excited, but I think I'm a 10 to see it. For sure. Um okay. I just I I'm not ready to say I'm excited to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm curious more than anything. What did you think of the trailer? Uh I was expecting a little bit more given just the anticipation that was coming with it. Mm-hmm. Um I thought Bowser was a positive. I liked the little intro thing overall. Yeah, they were pretty cool. I liked Toad as well. The things I don't think I like very much is I'm not really on board with the design of Mario, although it's not that big of a deal. And I mean, the the Chris Pratt situation is whatever. It's it's just his voice, uh, Mm -hmm. which is like it's a little annoying but whatever i i would have preferred to hear chris pratt like really going for it Mm -hmm. um and it could have made it like a farce that he was doing that but i i would have liked them to at least try um and i'm not sure how i feel about it um it seems like it's like an isekai type story Oh, it is. It and is ev- every story now, and especially pertaining to video games, feels like it's an ECK. Yeah. Should, should we define that for the listener? Should we assume think, that people know what Mark, that is? Mark, I this implore point? you to do it. Okay, so Isekai story, guys. Very big. Uh, a lot. Like I feel like it's really big now. Uh, I think anime really is what got it big in the 2010s, but what it is. Is just a person from our world gets transported to another magical world and 
whether it, then it just kind of goes in different directions with it. But that is the core of what it is. And right now, Mario is his New York uh, plumber self, and he has fallen through a tube, it seems. So by technicality, this falls into the Isekai category. Mario is now an Isekai character, uh, and that could be for good or worse. Who is to say? We will find out. Uh, do we think he knows who Bowser is? No. I'm going to say no. I think they're going to meet. Bowser probably doesn't. I mean, Bowser specifically even says in the trailer, who's going to stop me? Implying he doesn't even know someone like Mario exists that is so powerful. How do we feel about that? I think it's fine. I think, okay have, it. I think there could be a lot of fun of the two of them meeting for the quote-unquote first time in this movie. Do we consider that meeting canon? I don't know. What is the to, canon? I don't know what the canon is. Yeah, like I'm, I'm very curious because if Nintendo wants to build up from here, right? Depending, I don't know how big this movie's going to get. Uh, but Peter and I have talked about this before. Looking at the just the characters they've casted in this movie, characters that are that make no sense to cast in the first Mario movie, such as like Cranky Kong, like extended Donkey Kong universe characters, like. Surely they're going to follow up with a Donkey Kong movie after this. And if they're going to follow up with a Donkey Kong movie, who knows what's after that? I do. I do. And I'll get to that when I can talk. Owen, I have a whole. You're going to love. You're going to love when I talk about this topic. Are are you about to like, are you prepping your thumbnails with the red arrows already? Oh, in my fucking mind. Owen. Okay. Mark, can I, can I take the torch for a second? Okay. So everyone, Mario trailer, you know, pretty good. Chris Pratt doesn't really sound like he's acting. Keegan-Michael Key and Jack Black are at least attempting voices and doing something different. The movie looks great. Music videos are good. Looking forward to seeing it. And as Mark just alluded to, the fact that Cranky Kong has been cast in this movie implies that there will be more Donkey Kong in this movie than it was originally anticipated. For a Mario movie, and you think to yourself, why would they do this if it's a Mario movie? That's because this is, they're going, if, I said this to Mark, we were together on Monday. If the Mario movie succeeds and does really well, I think that this is the battering ram for video game movies becoming genuinely really popular at the movies. So... I think that... I think the same thing for The Last of Us for TV. If The Last of Us succeeds, it's a battering ram for video games and into the television industry. And if Mario succeeds way more than even Sonic ever did, I think that it will be the battering ram to make video games like the status quo popular, or at least the, will very quickly make video games the new popular thing for movies. So, will... Tom Holland's Nathan Drake ever meet Mario? No. You silly. But I think Tom Holland's Drake will become one of the faces of Sony. Because I think Uncharted 2 will Eh. probably do even better than Uncharted 1. I'm not saying I like that for the record, but it's what they decided. It's the world we live in. It's what we've got. Is there going to be a second Uncharted movie? Yes, they've they've already announced. Yes. Uh, Uncharted wow. did really well financially. Really? Yes, it did. Really? It made like over four hundred thousand dollars. I, you know what I meant? Four hundred million. Four hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've uh, I've yet to meet 
I've met a few people that have watched it. I've yet to meet anyone that says like, yeah, that was good. Most people are just like, yeah, I watched it. <laughs> I, now Owen, this is where I'm going to lose you, but this is what excites me about it. So He's going to meet Aloy. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. We're going back to Nintendo. We're going back to Nintendo. But uh, you're on the right track. Golden Sun. Mario movie does well. Like Mark said, we're obviously going to get a Donkey Kong movie right after. They've already cast Cranky. Donkey Kong. This is why this idea and this theory I had is why I was researching at the Super Nintendo World at 3 o'clock in the morning while I was at work last week. Super Nintendo World is already building their next expansion, and it's Donkey Kong themed. It's Donkey Kong centered. He's getting the next area and attraction at Super Nintendo World. So that makes sense. Donkey Kong's getting the next portion of the theme park, and he's going to get a movie. You know, they're going to combine those two things. You know, what could be next? What could be next in Mario? Well, of course, Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion is so obviously going to be the next pillar of Nintendo movies and film. And if that happens, I could see Luigi's Mansion also getting the next expansion at Super Nintendo World. And then and then and then you're like, all right, Donkey Kong... Mario, Luigi Mansion. I, we, what else do we do? There's nowhere else we can go. We've done all the warrior. Like, there's. You're not getting a war. Mark my words. Mark. If I'm wrong on this, I will. This is another one of those where I will play Persona Five Royale. You are never going to get a warrior wear movie. You are never. Well, uh, I want you to expand that. Can Wario get a movie? But because he's the, he would. Uh, Mario and Waluigi are the next popular ones. Like they're the next ones that make sense to me. But it's like I just can't. Oh, they'll can't. they'll never give a movie to Waluigi. Are you kidding me? Well, not Waluigi like as the face, but Wario and Waluigi. You know, if if Wario ever got a movie, Waluigi would be right there. I'm gonna say no. I I just can't see the world where Wario and Waluigi have their own like multi-million dollar illumination animated film i can't see it i mean i just can't see it if they wanted to like go full meme waluigi would be the money maker i think yes but it's just it's meme but yeah i don't know you have to be, make a good movie i still i think still like or at least a movie that isn't just the one weekend everyone's like oh it's a meme go see it if you like memes if you don't all right you're done i mean did you see what just happened with minions all right, that was fair. All right, that was fair. That was fair. I mean, it's, it's the same studio. I'm still. I'm gonna say no. There is not going to be a Wario movie because I think, I think, I think at that point you've done Mario, Donkey Kong, Luigi Mansion. There's no one else in Mario that can really do their own movie. I don't think. Then we open. <laughs> Are you ready? The, <laughs> the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Are you excited about that, Owen? I know you are. I'm no. not, but but I, I I saw us going down this road the whole time. In fact, I thought that it it's already begun. Even it it has to have, isn't it? This you why what's gonna knock? People are getting tired. I don't think they're there yet, but they're beginning. They're getting tired of the superhero genre. It's been around like it's been popular for a decade. I will continue saying I'll care about broken record. A lot of people aren't seeing it. Uh, I think if I were to say my hypothesis of video game movies beating out superhero movies. I think most people think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. The cracks are beginning to show for that genre. What can? But people are getting tired of the superhero genre. They're not getting tired, or at least. But I still think the vast majority are not. 
of a cinematic universe type thing. That idea is still popular. The only reason that there's the people are still watching Marvel so much because they're the only ones who've actually successfully done it. Here comes Nintendo with their own Nintendo Cinematic Universe fun for the whole family, beautifully animated films with great music when really he catches the eyes and ears. What's Marvel? What's MCU? Get out of here. I don't know anymore. I, now what's this? What are all these? Mark, do you think Illumination would handle other franchises? Um, I want to say yeah. They've worked so closely with Nintendo. I feel like in this way, Nintendo would only trust people they've worked with uh, to, to to build such a thing, such a vast cinematic universe. And Illumination, I feel like, would be more than happy to be the ones at the helm of it, so they would definitely take on the project if given the opportunity. I, I fully believe that. Um, would we be getting, like, two Nintendo movies a year? Probably no. not. I feel like it would take a... Like, it would be a slow burn building up to it. Uh, but I do think something happens. I don't think we go full on like the Smash Brothers movie necessarily. As much as I would love, to that's see where that's like that. that's the goal. Like that's the dream to some degree. But like that's all in my head. Loving the idea, and I don't know how how great they would actually make something like that. And then you bring up the questions of like, what about the third party characters? Like they're a big part of Smash at this point. Do you bring anybody else? And does Ben Schwartz's Sonic make an appearance in one of these movies? How does that Absolutely. work? Absolutely, I think so. You think so? Yeah. Oh I I who does Sonic again? Universal. I am um, not sure. Paramount. That sounds. Uh, I thought it was. It, the movies are on Paramount Plus. Let's just. I think it is. Sonic. I think Paramount is right, but the big thing is like that is the, the Mario movie here is full animated, right? Sonic movie is live action with CG characters built into it. Does it, it is look Paramount? Weird? Okay, uh, but but does that does that look weird? Like how do, how do you mix those two worlds of Sonic CG? They can just meet up in New Donk City. I guess they could. You know what? If they want to flesh out New Donk City, and that is somewhere. If they want to do a Mario Odyssey movie, sure, that would be great. Oh my God, Mark! If the second, if the, if it's like Super Mario Brothers movie, too, like Super Mario Brothers Sunshine, I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're really. I, just, feel, I feel like <laughs> they're you go, like their own takes on the game. You go to. I feel like after this, you do Mario World. If you were trying to go in some sort of order, or I don't know, like. There, like there's not a story to these games where like no. you can really adapt it to a fully fleshed film, but I feel like they would adapt the titles to like the naming conventions of their games. They wouldn't be super tight. Maybe in the world one they have Yoshi show up though, because that's just where Yoshi was before, and that way it makes sense. And if they did, there's no reason for them to do something like 64. I think Sunshine is too much of a deep cut for them to want to like make a a film. Of like a film adaptation of that game story, like I I don't think they're that deeply caring about it. Maybe a Mario Galaxy, I could see them going there, uh, and maybe Mario Odyssey. But like, that's that's it as far as like just making movies based off of specific games. But I think it just goes Super Mario Bros. One, two, three, four, five, whatever. But not based off of the games directly. Just maybe some nods 
the naming conventions. But I, I think one of my like hottest takes for the, the movie, Charles Martinet's uh, role that he's going to play, because we know uh, he plays some sort of role as a cameo of sort. And because this is an Isekai, right? Mario is coming in, Chris Pratt's Mario. Uh, Chris Pratt's Mario will meet the real Mario, who is an 8-bit Mario, and that character is voiced by Chris Pratt, or not Chris Pratt, uh, Charles Martinet. I think they're going to, like, walk into an arcade or something, and they're going to be like, what's that? And then Maybe. And then that's how they'll meet 8-bit Mario. Now, guys, I, I, I pitched this. I pitched this to Mark, but I never, we never got a better stance. And I just, and I want it on record right now so we can go back years from now and point to what our thoughts were. Mario movie is going to happen. Don't, we, we suspect a Donkey Kong movie is going to happen. And Mark, I want to ask you the question again. You have to give a definitive answer. Uh-huh. Is the villain of the Donkey Kong movie, is it King K. Rule and the Kremlins? Are they coming back to the big screen? I want to say yes, but those tiki's are way less difficult to animate, Peter. The Donkey Kong Country Returns tiki's that everyone remembers. Way easier to animate a floating So tiki. are you saying no, the Kremlins will not be in the Nintendo I, Cinematic Universe? I'm, I'm going to say I want them to be in. And that's not what I'm saying. I, I think it would be a missed opportunity. I think so too. I, I want to see them. I would. I really want to believe it would be them, but I have little bits of doubt, but I'm. If I had to pick one way or the other, I would say yes. I would also say yes. I think it makes a lot of sense, especially since you've just brought K. Rule and Smash Ultimate. Reminded you, just Nintendo's been reminded. Oh, people really like King K. Rule. He is a popular character. I just think, and I just for the records for the history books, I am saying King K. Rule will be in the Donkey Kong movie. He will be the main villain, and they were going to get an actor to play him. I think it was going to be way too big for the role, and everyone will be surprised that that A-list actor is doing something like voicing King K. Rool. Daniel Day-Lewis comes out Daniel. of retirement yep. to voice King Anthony K. Hopkins and King K. Rool. Um, now, I don't, I don't necessarily... I don't doubt the idea based on the idea itself. I only doubt it based on like resources to actually make enough movies to make a a Nintendo cinematic universe. Um I think my only hope is that if they do that, I want them to be like unanimously more successful than PlayStation in their in their movie initiatives. Ooh, PlayStation, I, PlayStation's annoying with their movies. Cuz like look at their approaches so far. Sony's been like uh, Horizon show, God of War show, uh, a charter movie, Grand Turismo movie, Days Gone. That's the Nintendo's just like, here's a Mario movie. It'll come out when it's ready. Maybe there'll be another one. We don't know. Nintendo has just been a lot more close to the chest and treat. And I, I think Nintendo's been putting way more love and care. Whereas uh, again, PlayStation has just had like a shotgun method. It's just like blast everything, just everything you got. Gravity Rush and uh, another Horizon show. Just everything that they can. Whereas, again, Nintendo just, we're going to do one. And we're going to see how it goes. And we're going to go from there. And that's why Nintendo the, was king. The PlayStation approach uh, with how they want their movies to go down, it's just like, it's a little too Xbox One for me. Like, Explain. 
Uh, it's the kind of thing of like, what's your priority, guys? Here, like, do you want to make games? Just uh, like I, you don't like seeing the attention get split and then decisions being made because of that split attention. Like, like the Horizon thing that's been reported of the possible remake. Um, I don't see how that decision gets made in a world where a Horizon show is not being made. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't, the Horizon show is always just so weird to me. Because why would you put it on Netflix? I just, the budget needed is so much bigger to actually make the met like the monsters and the world come to life, and that just seems like a, oh we don't really have that much confidence in this. And also, why would you do a show on a game that story isn't done being told? You know, I mean, what or if they like, just have the the Netflix show that takes place before the robots show up, right? I wouldn't that. That just feels like a early 2010s Halo Ford unto Dawn kind of thing. We're like, oh, that'd be neat, but it's not needed. I feel like it would be pretty lame if they did that. Like, I also honestly, think it would be. It would yeah. be like terrible. Like a how the downfall happened. Like I wouldn't. I mean, hate it, but I don't need that. Yeah. Uh, gu- could... Guess what? Guess what? The downfall happened because people got greedy and they made technology that destroyed everything. There you go. That's what happened. Thing to go back. To the Mario trailer. Another compliment I want to give it is maybe I'm just a baby. Bowser felt intimidating in this trailer, and I liked that. I like that they're playing Bowser as no, he is capable. Like when he breathes his fire and destroys that castle, it's like, oh wow, holy shit! That's like he's he's dangerous. I thought he was cool. I I I liked it a lot. Again, I think I think Bowser's the highlight of the fucking trailer. Mm-hmm. I like Jack. I mean, he's only got like two or three lines, but I like that Jack Black is actually voice acting. I love how Bowser looks. I like that he's intimidating. I like that he's not just like slapstick, stupid, dumb villain, but he's act- He's cunning. He's violent. He's, he's, I just like it a lot. I can't believe Jack Black had to actually learn how to breathe fire, like you said, uh, to, for this role. Very dedicated to the craft, Jack Black. Unlike Chris Pratt, who can barely remember what a Koopa is, apparently. There's a bit of, like, when he says, here, like, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come, there's a bit of, like, New Yorker in there. I swear I heard, like, a bit of New Yorker. I don't know if either of you heard it. I mean, I I firmly believe, we haven't really gone too hard about the voice, because this is the thing everyone's talking about. Because I don't, it's voice. like, it's Chris Pratt, you know, take it over. It is. It is, but my take here is, like, I think it doesn't sound great, but I feel like we've only seen a small glimmer of it. I feel like there is a bit of an accent in there, but the lines don't do its service. I feel like if we see him talking in more full sentences, we might see something more. And maybe that's just me hoping to find something in this voice for the sake of the movie. But maybe it's not as bad as we think it is. Maybe it could be. I don't remember which outlet wrote like an article about how like no, actually you don't want the like Charles Martinet version of this. Just kind of trying to say there was like it, it would, was polygon. That they're basically trying to say like it would be annoying. And you know what? I disagree. 
I definitely would have wanted the Charles Martinet version because at the very least it would have been funny. It would um, but uh, I I find myself surprised with like how few opinions I have on some things. Like the voice, when I just heard it was just his voice, it was like that. That's the worst case scenario because it's like the least fun scenario. I I want. I hope you're right, and there is more of an accent. We it just wasn't done justice in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the Italians to be mad at Chris Pratt. Basically, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this I haven't like seen the full trailer in other dubs, like like foreign dubs. But I've seen that the Mario scenes at least, and in a Brazilian dub, they go full on like Italians should be angry if they hear the Brazilian dub of the Mario movie because they are. He's very, very much the, the actor of Mario, and the Brazilian dub is very much trying to be as stereotypically Italian in their voice as they possibly can. And there was another dub I'd heard; don't remember where it is, somewhere in Europe, but it, I think it's the French dub, it was also French. going for uh, an Italian thing. So it's it, not everyone's on the same page here. This is what Chris Pratt wanted to do. Illumination said, "Yeah, we like it." Um, any opinion on? On seeing the penguins, as far as I know, are th- are they in anything more than Mario sixty four? They no. are. Yes, they are. They're in New Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers on the Wii. Oh, they are. And New Super Mario Bros. U. The ice levels. They are penguin sliders. And New Super Mario Bros. U. I think even has a penguin costume that Mario gets to be in, and he can slide around like the penguins. Uh, that's famous voice actor Kari Payton, uh, voice the King Penguin. <gasps> really? Yes, he did. Wow. But I don't know who that person is. He voiced Cyborg in Teen Titans, Owen. Oh. He's also, he was Ezekiel on The Walking Dead. Uh, he's done a lot. He's done a lot. All right, um, cool. The, the Penguins, though, are some of the most promising parts of the trailer because the thing I want oh. the most from this movie, it's not specifically, oh, man, I'm I'm a huge Ride or Die Penguin Mario Okay, guy. that's like, what the no. fuck? Not that, but like I just want deep cuts into just small, if not large, representations of Mario references from throughout the series that make up this fully realized Mushroom Kingdom world we get to be in. And seeing them give this kind of treatment to these penguin characters, very, very cool. So I hope there's a lot more of that. Even in the original poster that they posted like a couple of weeks ago to tease the trailer. Uh, you can find a whole bunch of stuff in that poster as well. So uh, that much is very promising. And I'm very excited to see what kind of stuff they really cram into this, whether it is Easter eggs in the background or just full full front, like, oh, my God, it's Koopa Kid from Mario Party. They put him in the movie. Oh he has a line. Or like, or, not, or what about Koopa the Quick from Mario 64? You know? I mean, Koopa the Quick would be very cool. Like there, that there is a scene and he he is fighting for Bowser and someone he says they call me the Quick. That's like it's one Koopa who says that. That's all he has to say. And I'm like, holy Ooh. shit, it's Koopa the Quick. And I'll just be the one. Uh, like, Guys, do you understand who that is? Uh huh. Or do just you... like there's this. I'll go on one. I, I was gonna ask if you guys think we'll we'll ever see any uh Tanuki Mario in these movies. Of course you. Absolutely. Would. What a dumb question. What a. <laughs> Duh, why wouldn't we see Tanuki <laughs> Mario? <laughs> Have you played a Mario game? God damn. Oh, oh well, I, I only. <laughs> Tanuki Mario is my guy. True. I uh, own speak... a stuffed Tanuki Mario. I want to say more. one more thing. Oh. 
just then one. I think I'll have everything I'll have said on this. Another bet I'm going to make is Big the first non-Mario orientated movie that Illumination will make. Like not in the Mario, like you know, circle. Mark my words, it's going to be Pikmin. Because Miyamoto is the one helming this initiative. And I don't know why, but that man is obsessed with Pikmin to a almost to a fault. You're is going Pikmin to get for a movie tie-in game. Mm-hmm. No, Pikmin Bloom is. Ah. So we're gonna watch a movie about walking? It's just gonna be about Miyamoto's everyday life. It is it takes place in Miyamoto's garden. No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't watch that. I mean, I I, I I assume it would be a documentary. Um, I am so happy that Miyamoto has his hands full with movies and theme parks, and he's not touching any game development. I'm so happy. It's like, all right, yeah, you go over there. Over there. Don't come back. Yeah, I feel like you're a rare breed. Like, I really don't know of anyone else in the games industry that, like, Seemingly hates Miyamoto as much as you. I don't hate Miyamoto. I just hate his modern game design. I think he is hell bent on holding on to the way things used to be done, and he is one of the people who doesn't allow Nintendo to actually transform and evolve as with the times. But you liked Pikmin Three. Yes, but I also hear stories of things he's done in the past that. Mark, I'm going to bring up. No, I have to, but then we can move on. Mark. I'm going to bring up Rosalina's story from Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah. That's a good where I'm going with this. So, I Owen, do. in Super Mario Galaxy, uh, I don't I don't know how you... Mark, do you unlock more of the story as time goes on, or do you just go back into the room, and you're just... as Every, like, every time you do like a few missions or you get to a new planet, you hear more of the story. How does I that be- work? I believe after every boss, there is more chapters to the Rosalina story and the little... Okay. So... In Super Mario Galaxy, there's a section of the yeah, observatory where you can go and in a uh, picture yeah. book tells you the, the story of Rosalina. And after, yeah, like Mark said, every time you beat a boss, you're able to go back and hear more of it. And it's from it's probably like, in terms of mainline 3D Mario games, the only real touching story that Nintendo's ever told in them. Mark, am I correct? Would you say? Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> So I I wouldn't say only story. A good one. Sunshine story isn't good. You're talking specifically Mario. Yes, 3D Mario. I'm talking. I'm not talking Nintendo as a whole. I was gonna say like we're gonna just. No, of course I'm talking Nintendo. I'm talking 3D Mario specifically. Um, especially at that point, absolutely. You have two examples to compare it to. One of them does not. I would even include Mario Galaxy and Odyssey in that. I guess. But Mario Mario Odyssey Odyssey has its moments. Yeah, but uh, anyway. So there's this whole little thing about Rosalina's childhood and how she got to where she was. It's actually a really nice, touching, well-told story. Miyamoto was furious when he found out that was in the game. He was not told that was being implemented. That was kept from him. Because the people working on the game knew he would have said no to that. I don't know how you just keep that from him. I don't, but they like, did. How do you get away with it? They did, though. And once he found out, once the game launched, he made a rule for Mario Galaxy 2 that there is no story allowed. He put his foot down. He's like, Rosalina will be in the game much later 
act like a blank slate where you cannot tell that there's any like continuity no story and that Mario bothered Galaxy. me because like i remember at the time you just bring this up i i was very excited for mario galaxy 2 to think that it was oh my god it's a direct sequel is there are they going to do more building off of the first one and, and then, motor said no yeah Miyamoto said no and rosalina is just like post game 100 percent completion reward haha you found everything here's rosalina she hangs out on your spaceship now you know what? Damn right, Miyamoto. These these are called video games. They're not movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we no. bring, and then Miyamoto also brings Star Fox back in the Wii U, and he says, "What if we did Star Fox sixty four again?" I just and then he's just again with his obsession with Pikmin, like just the guys. He's done. He's done. He his commitments to Nintendo and getting them to where they are will always be appreciated, but. Go work on an amuse. Just go go work on a Ferris wheel. Go work on a Ferris wheel and just go stare at Pikmin Bloom. Don't ever touch. Don't I, ever uh, touch mainline development ever again. I remember watching a Nintendo Treehouse segment probably over a decade ago at this point, um, or about a decade ago, of him playing some game with people where all you did was like switch cameras. And yeah, I think you controlled a robot or something. That, that was implemented in the Star Fox Zero. Yeah, they they just put that into Star Fox Zero as a ah, side. Okay, mode. because it was for the Wii U to some degree. Because I remember watching that, and Miyamoto was he was very excited, very excited about this little game that they made, and I just thought the entire time, like, wow, that seems so boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and look at what's the most. Look at how massively successful Splatoon is right now. 70% of physical games in Japan, 70% of physical games in the month of September were Splatoon 3. Like, I can't... Str- Again, the first three days, it sold 3.45 million units. I can't stress enough how popular Splatoon is. Miyamoto and the old guards of Nintendo have nothing to do with Splatoon. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's made by a damn near entirely younger team. Good friend of mine, all he can talk about for the past couple weeks is Splatoon 3, and he just really wants me to play Splatoon 3, because apparently the story is off the hook. Like, that, that is the future of Nintendo I want. I want, Aonuma is the only one who seemingly gets it, and is will and is not willing to let the past hold him down. It just feels like so much more of the older guard is just, this is how we did things, so this is how we will continue to do them. And I just want them all to retire and go away or go work on Ferris wheels with Miyamoto. I would love to see them make multiple Ferris wheels, just all competing for They're each all other working the on their own Ferris wheel. Uh-huh. And in the end, it's all the exact same fucking thing. They connect, actually. One of them is really big, but like the carts don't go all the way to the bottom. You have to get to the top of one Ferris wheel to get to the next Ferris wheel. And then one of them doesn't spin a lot because it requires a Wi-Fi connection and they're using mm-hmm. Nintendo internet. Oh yeah, it yeah, it's not the greatest one. The cards like start up, but like it's kind of late. You never really have like the, the you never know when it's really going to start up. But you kind of that being said, I don't know if either you I have ever seen footage of Super Nintendo World. It looks like dreams. <laughs> it looks like dreams come to life. It looks amazing. I'm it's... not a theme park guy. Those fucking parks look astounding. I would I wonder... be down to go. I like theme parks. Yeah. I the one they're building is, 
the American the one they're building in America is in California or it's going to be in Florida? They're, they've got one in Orlando and they just announced earlier this year they're also making one in California. There is one in the States right now? Yeah, one exists here right now. Sure oh man, that's kind of cool. It's universal. Did he get hit by the hurricane? Is Mario okay? I don't, I don't know, Mark. Oh no. I don't know. Ah, oh, jeez. But, uh, yeah, I think overall that Mario trailer is a good side of things to come. That little, the little yelps and yelling of Charlie Day's Luigi, that sounded good. Very promising. They got dry bones in the movie, also very promising. Lava um, level, also very promising. I have a question going back to uh, Peter's cinematic universe take. Oh, please. Let's build out some of the phases real quick here. <laughs> Oh my oh, god, Owen! Oh, oh man! I thought so much about this, you have no idea. So, we get Mario, we get Donkey Kong. Uh, who would you say was next? Luigi's, Did, Luigi's, Mansion. Luigi's Mansion. I think from there, I think we would go somewhere like Kirby. Ooh. Okay, Wait, how well, long? Let's, let's say this. Let's say this. Look at how event, with the first, like, just a comparison. Phase one of Marvel, yeah. Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Captain America. Who are like the first pillars of this world, of this universe? I, I feel like you can't wait too long for Legend of Zelda because everyone wants Legend of Zelda. Here, here was my my take on Legend of Zelda. Uh-huh. I think Zelda might be the Spider-Man. So what you do is you you get to the first Smash movie. And they do like a light moment with Link being present there. Mm -hmm. And then later on in phase two, they like really go all out with like a Legend of Zelda movie that goes as Zelda as it possibly can. Like not not a Legend of Zelda that like looks like it fits with Mario. Mm -hmm. Like something that is legitimately like atmospheric and a classic link taking on ganon type of story dude i don't mark go ahead i was gonna say the thing there um i don't know how nintendo would want to go about doing the legend of zelda because they were going to do that netflix show at one point but then it leaked and they were so mad about it leaking they just canceled the whole fucking thing which still ridiculous i can't believe that that's why they would do that but I think they would still try to do live action for Zelda. Uh, which Oh god. Oh god. Yeah, and I think I, I'm I don't not think sure if that's worst. horrible. I don't think it's horrible either. But you like that do a Nintendo Cinematic Universe with animated and real life though. That's yeah. that's the that that's a catch here, which is what I think would hamper the whole idea of a Smash Bros. movie, but I don't you know. You could if they just would. you could uh get a situation where um have you guys ever seen all of the screenshots from different animated movies that just have a scene of a man driving a car and all and the animated the same, characters? It's are... always James Marston. It's yeah. always James Marston. We can <laughs> we can cast James Marston as a as Link, <laughs> and then he can drive around with uh with no, Mario no. and friends. Eric, it's complicated. Then Sonic shows up and he's like, "Oh my God, it's the Donut Lord!" And then Link has no idea what he's talking about. Why? Oh, I. I don't, I don't, I'm going to say, because Zelda, I feel like Zelda is a franchise where it's like, no, I, is it weird that I think Zelda should be treated with more gravitas than Mario? I mean, no, I think no, I don't think that's weird at all. Because I, I feel like with Zelda, you can tell, like, no, it's a movie. 
Like, it's just a film. Like, you know? I feel like they would try to have it more serious than Mario. Like, I, I would, I don't think it's quite, like, Mario movie is going to be fit for all ages. I don't think Zelda, like, Zelda's not going to be a mature movie, but it's going to be, like, not, not, not even necessarily PG-13, but, like, trying to be a PG movie that's trying to be as PG-13 as possible. I that realm. I think the separating thing with something like Zelda is that you know a lot of people love Mario obviously but no no mm-hmm. one gives Mario like the type of like coming of age credit that other important things get like even if you stick in the superhero realm like Batman and Spider-Man are like big deals because they really like resonated with people at a right time in their life, like mm-hmm. as they were kind of like at the transitional period of growing up. I feel like Zelda's the video game version of that. I totally agree. I, I was gonna even just say like I feel like I've known or seen a lot of people who have like a Triforce tattoo. Not so much. There's some people who have like Mario related tattoos, but it's uh, it is very. I'm sure they're out there, but I haven't met them. Yeah, I haven't met them either. If you have a Mario tattoo, please write into the show. We'd love to hear your story on why your tattoo is very important to you. And we would we would agree with you. We will validate it. Uh, but Zelda is definitely uh, very important to a lot of people in that way. So I think you'll get a Star Michael. I think you're gonna get a Star Fox movie a lot quicker than you think. No. Yes, I think a Star Fox animated movie could do very well. I feel like you don't do Star Fox until Zelda's done. Mark, look at how popular the Mark. You're you're underestimating a certain community who will come out and support that movie in droves. I mean, everyone who is watching the Nintendo Cinematic Universe is going to be going to Star Fox probably at that point. Okay, here's my uh, my final question: What is the movie that when you find out it's being made? It symbolizes the beginning of the end. Beginning of the end, as in like they've gone too far. Yes. Like we're we're at a point with Marvel movies where it's just like, ooh, the hell are these dudes? And then you look them up, and it's like, oh, they had they had an eight comic run, and now they're <laughs> making a movie of them. Thunderbolts is gonna be a better movie than you think. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I Thunderbolts is gonna be. I know that's the one that people who are now falling out of love with Marvel are like, what the fuck is this? They got a good cast for it. I have faith in it. I mean, what, what about the Eternals? Did they have a good cast? Yeah, well, fucking yes, they did. They had an incredible cast. Oh, they had weird. an incredible cast. That was a... Mark. It's not more of a podcast. Please, I have a lot to say on Eternals, but I'm not going to say it here. But I love. Uh, I'm going to say Ice Climbers. I'm going to say Golden Sun because those guys haven't suffered enough. They they wouldn't dare do that. Um, I I don't think they will do this. Uh, I don't think we'll see a Fire Emblem movie. I think instead they would just do a Fire Emblem anime. Like it'll they'll give Fire Emblem its own space in that world because that's where Fire Emblem fans exist in the realm of anime. So just give them that. Uh, if they do try to like incorporate Fire Emblem to the cinematic universe, if when this exists, then I think people will start feeling uh, weird about it. Uh, Fire Emblem will ruin everyone's fun again, just like Smash Brothers. Um. I uh, I think Ice Climbers will be the beginning of the end because it'll be they got a little too big for their britches and they actually made a good pilot wing, pilot wings movie. 
I would love to see if they do a pilot wings movie. The planes can't have faces. No, like, no. I mean, we can't. We can't do Disney's planes. Sure, we can't do that. No, no one could ever do that again. Peter, do you want to see a nice climber or pilot wings movie? No. 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 I. I would. I would adore to see a nice climbers movie. Pilot wings. I would be there. With no emotional attachment. Unless the trailer was just like a real banger. Like if they have like some real talent in that movie. That's how they get people to be on board with Pilot Wings. Um, Alright. I think we've done enough on this topic. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go into console and PC games on day one. Peter, this is your topic. And I'm I'm curious like what the talking points are that you would like to touch on with this topic. So, recently Herman Holst did a number of interviews, and I believe I might have even talked about this in last week's episode, but one of the specific topics that was brought up to him that he commented on was the idea that PlayStation games as a service will be coming day and day uh, with PC and console, and that he said that PlayStation's starting to lean toward a one-year gap between PS5 first-party launches from them coming to consoles, then a year later, them launching at PC. And you had a lot of hardcore PlayStation fans losing their goddamn minds. Why would Sony do this? Why are you devaluing the console? Why are you going against your core values? And you've seen Xbox a few years ago make the jump from day and day PC to console. PlayStation has announced that they're going to do it. And for the sake of this conversation, let's say in a world where Nintendo begins to humor the idea. There's a lot of old guard gaming enthusiasts who are not happy with the big three, potentially, or either potentially or currently, incorporating PC into their launch lineup and, the you know, basically incorporating PC into their overall ecosystem. Saying that, you know, it goes against who they were and that they're just completely eliminating the point of having a console. And I found myself thinking a lot about this, and I want to ask you guys, what are your opinions on the big, uh, like, basically Xbox, PlayStation, and a hypothetical Nintendo incorporating PC into their ecosystems and actually launching the games day and date on that? Do you think that's a logical conclusion that they should come to or you like the some of the old guard where it's like stop nope console has to be valued at all costs if it's if you're not you're not Xbox or PlayStation da 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 um i i'm all for it happening it i will never participate because of course physical games is where i'm at and pc is just not about that uh, uh but i think it's only cool if these games get to be over there because we've talked everyone has talked about how expensive games are to make and just making them more accessible makes it easier to make these games. It also makes it so that people, more people will play these games than ever before. It is only like a net gain for everyone involved with putting these games on PlayStation as well. But uh, Xbox and PlayStation happily doing it. Nintendo will never do it for multiple reasons. Obviously, like they want to have their own ecosystem, of course. But uh, the big thing, I think, uh, another big thing I don't think a lot of people give it credit for that Nintendo would never do this for is because... Everything is so moddable on PC, and I think Nintendo would not does not like the idea of their games being modded, uh, and would really want to avoid that as much as possible. Uh, so PC, a place where that's very easy to do, and they just 
for that reason would not want their stuff there. Uh, like people already are modding the shit out of their games and making a bunch of ROM hacks, all that jazz. The randomizers I've talked about plenty of times, but uh, Nintendo, I think, would fight tooth and nail to make sure that never happens uh, and make it as publicly inaccessible as possible. I, uh, I mean, I'm on board with Mark. Uh, I really couldn't care less when it comes to PlayStation and Xbox games coming to PC, but in a world where Nintendo even entertained it, which I don't think they would, I don't want it to happen. I want a gatekeep. Reason being, really, I don't care how with the other consoles, it's like, oh, great. Like you, you get to play horizon in 80 frames. I get 60 frames. Like, cool. If that makes you happy, sure. But it, it doesn't affect me at all. Um, but if people had the option to play Nintendo games on hardware that wasn't shit, I don't want to hear them talk about it. I just I just don't. I don't want to hear people talking about how it's like Nintendo actually hired the Mario Unreal person um, and everything looks so much better and look at the frames and blah, 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 blah. I, I don't want to hear the PC elitism when it comes to Nintendo games. I guess that's fair. I hadn't really thought about that. Where I come down is anyone who's saying PlayStation and any any of these companies, or like PlayStation and Xbox, them doing PC, like, you know, day and day PC consoles, bad thing. I think you're insane. I think you are just an old soul who refuses to get with the times. I've seen so many people on Twitter going, well, if they're just going to launch it on PC, why should I even bother getting a console? Okay, then don't. Yeah. Then don't buy one. Clearly, they don't care. It would literally save you like a whole bunch of money on a console. If you would rather play these games on PC, then by all means, just play Although, it on PC. I, I find it funny when people say, like, why would I get a console when I can just get a PC? It's like, okay, spend $2,000. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. But but let's say you already PC, have a PC, yeah. and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, why would I even get your expensive console? Clearly, they are incorporating that into their decision, and they don't care if you do or don't because they think enough people will that will justify the continued existence of a console. I just, these people are so short-sighted in their thinking. Obviously, PlayStation has thought about, what if there is less console sale? They've incorporated that into their game development strategy, yeah. you morons. And like, also, I, debatably... They might make more money the less consoles they sell, in theory. Because, yeah, because then it's also like less. I mean, the fucking you will. They don't spend as much money creating as many fucking consoles. And again, you just don't. I've seen so many people go like they're going against their values, who they were. Can anyone I give like me this. the uh, PlayStation Bible? Where is their code of conduct? Have I missed this my whole life? Well, probably. Uh, I'm sure there's just, plenty of PlayStation Code of Conducts you could have read. These people the want more third-person narrative action-adventure games. You want to know how you get them? By PlayStation selling games on PC and making more money from there as well. Mm -hmm. This is how you get them. Xbox doing it, I think it made sense because they only put out one game every five years anyway, so they need to get as much money on it as possible. Well, but, I mean, they give it away for free on both platforms. Well, that they do, that they do, that they do. It's not technically for you. Oh my god! 
It is. Can, for the love of fucking... Yeah, it is. Well, uh, right, we're not doing this again. I'm but just going to pay a dollar to so get, it's not free. To get Game Pass PC, you need the Ultimate subscription. $16 a month is not nothing, people. Or 15 I, I don't remember which it is. Um, it's not nothing. Okay? It's a lot don't of money. Don't tell people how to spend their money, all right? Don't tell people how to spend their money. No, right? you, Look at I, that. I spend my money on it, and I, I wish... I'm I'm not actively using it, but um, the thing is that Ultimate is also gold. So my gold and Game Pass are all tied in together. In these few months where I haven't been a gamer, I I would have gladly canceled it, but I can't I can't rationalize it with all of that being tied in together. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think we all have the relatively measured take of it should just be okay at least for the two main platforms do you do you guys have any more thoughts on on my take on the nintendo situation we were gonna get there i just want to get playstation and xbox out of the way since they are happening right now xbox i haven't really seen them much pushback i've seen a lot of playstation loyalists like just burning their houses down in frustration thinking that everything's over the the only thing i could see being weird with playstation and honestly it's not that weird is if PlayStation eventually just makes their own launcher on PC and just sells their games through there to get all the money out of it and ha- not have to deal with Steam as the middleman? Because like they, after a while, if not immediately, they could get away with it. But like it would just be their first-party studio games. I hate uh, separate launchers as everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I feel like Steam is allowed to take a little bit too much money from people pretty much for being like what might as well be the only viable party in town. Mm-hmm. If they're getting 30% on every single thing they sell, I think that's a little much. I feel like the Epic game store is not, obvi- not on the same level as steam, but like, I think it has enough uh, of a reputation at this point that like it is the real next door neighbor there it is the competitor there uh there's a bunch of games on there they give out games for free every month some some pretty uh substantial titles also i haven't checked in a while because i never installed the epic game launcher on my bad laptop but tomorrow maybe i'll get to see again what they've got going on they they also don't they do a 90 10 split it is 90 10 yes no that's much more reasonable yeah it's weird to think like Square Enix puts their games uh, on all sorts of stuff, but when they put Kingdom Hearts on PC, to this day, it is only available on Epic Game Store. Weirdly enough, the PC really, ports, yeah, you cannot get them on Steam. It is only on Epic Games, and I wonder if that is exclusively a Disney decision. Yeah, that that's very odd. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't have guessed that. I feel like most people don't know that, uh, but that's just that's a fact. And I promise you, it is Disney's realizing, like, oh, but we want the most money. Let's just throw it there. They'll come for Kingdom Hearts. People love this stuff. And it's true. They do love that stuff. Also, I don't know how much easier it is to mod stuff, but apparently there's some cool mods over there. I've been very hesitant to try it, but of course, not on this laptop. Um, PlayStation. Um, Yes. If they did a launcher, it would be weird, right? Because at least with Epic Games, like, they, they aren't just selling their stuff. They're selling everyone's stuff over there and trying to be a steam competitor 
the PlayStation would have to like you can't just sell God of War, The Last of Us, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like the front page can't just be here's the games we have, <laughs> and it is a list of twenty games that are always great. And maybe in the future, while we have more of these Sony uh, games with service games, they're going to launch there. Maybe Destiny. I don't know if Destiny would do that. Actually, Destiny tried really hard to get off a of battle net, uh, so maybe Destiny wouldn't show up on that. Maybe as an option, of course, but... Yeah, no, I think Destiny would sooner uh, go defunct than only be on a PlayStation launcher. Yeah, I, I don't think they would want to do that. And every, I mean, that'd be great for Sony, making everyone who plays Destiny have to download their launcher to get that head start. Like, good for them. But Destiny would... Or Bungie would be very angry and would not let that happen. Yeah. Um... All right, Peter, you said you were going to get to the Nintendo point. Let's hear it. Peter? Now, I know what I said about PlayStation doing it and people be like, how dare you go against like the core PlayStation values and how stupid that would be. But I think that I might actually have some credibility when it comes to Nintendo. Let me explain. Okay, so <laughs> I know uh-huh. how hypocritical this sounds, but I... Would that not feel wrong to you guys, Nintendo releasing games on PC? I already said feel- it would feel wrong. Yeah. I, it, would like, be, I just- it would be weird at first, but then once people start making moddable content for it, I'd say, oh, this is actually really fun. And I would love, like, like if a Breath of the Wild, okay, okay, Breath of the Wild randomizer on paper doesn't really sound very cool, honestly, because what are you randomizing? Like, yeah, maybe- no, no, that wouldn't be very good. It would like the whole game might as well be randomized every time if you don't remember what what is anywhere. But uh, anything else for that matter, if if just making customizable for like, I feel like Pokemon hacks. There already are a shit ton of them, but we would get even more. I feel like fan made content uh, would just go nuts for Nintendo games because people would be dying to get the opportunity to to work on those games in an easier way. But Nintendo wouldn't have that. It would be weird at first because Nintendo has always kind of had that sacred ground that their console is the only place you play all these games. Um, and part of it is kind of fun. Uh, the fact that you have to be subscribed to the cool Nintendo club to be playing these games with other people who care that much about Nintendo games. or maybe Not everyone is subscribed to that mentality. But like, for example, I'm playing Overwatch. I've played multiverses, these free-to-play cross-platform, cross-gen games. And I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of mean people in these games. I said it. I played with a lot of mean people in both these games. When I play Smash Brothers, I don't play with mean people. Uh, guess guess where there's no mean people? Where's that? Splatoon. <laughs> True. Everyone's and cool in Splatoon. Um, I don't know. Yeah. We, the the popular opinion in society these days is like, well, why, why do you want to block anyone off from anything? Don't, don't you just want people to play games? Don't you want them to have fun? Um, and, you know, sometimes a closed community can be a good thing in that it demands that people care about it. Um... And I think that's an advantage for Nintendo because, like, the fact that you can't play Call of Duty on the Switch 
actually makes Nintendo a significantly more like tight knit community because when you look at the equivalent of uh, uh, like the PlayStation big hitters, uh, how God of War is over 25 million copies sold, yet the PS4 has sold like what almost 110 million. Mm-hmm. And that ratio is good, but it's still not great. While the Switch has sold, uh, Peter, you should know this. Switch has sold, I believe, about 109 million right now. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold 40 million. And Zelda has sold like in the 25 to 30 range and animal crossing has sold around the 30 range. Like all of their games hit the milestone of being adopted by almost one fourth of their console base. And it's like unprecedented attach rate to stuff because being a part of Nintendo demands that you care about the games that they make and i think that's important just to clarify uh switch is at 111 million units sold and mario Kart ah. Deluxe is at 46.82 million just oh so we have God. the numbers it's almost at 50 percent. yep that's unbelievable and i just i feel the, the heart i feel as though nintendo the hardware is more important for nintendo than it is for the other two because the hardware of Nintendo has its own personality, has its own life, has its own aura of it. Whereas I feel like Xbox and PlayStation are just like a means to an end, you know what I mean? PlayStation tried to make their their thing have a personality. And it didn't work. It did not work. In fact, I like hate it personally. Um I've always hated it. I don't know, Peter, if your opinion on it has changed at all. I know you were a bigger fan. I still, I still like it. I know because you're Mister. If you're popular, die. But I'm not. I'm not there. I, I like. I do like the atmosphere of PlayStation. Whenever I turn on, I feel like it's. I've, I've joined like. I, I'm in like a private club. You know, I'm at a, like a what's it called? A, VIP. Country club. A country oh, club. Country, country club. club. <laughs> I like the country um, club of gaming. I walk in. And it's like, oh, there's excellence in the air. I, I only feel that way when I turn on my PS5. My PS4. I feel like okay, this is where everyone. I agree. Yeah. PS5 different. Just yeah, for now the, at least. The PS4 is more of an everyman's console. Um by design and everything. But uh I only feel that exclusiveness with the PS5 at the very beginning where it's like the little particle effects going across the screen. Oh my yeah, I'm I'm entering a new world with that. Yeah. And then I guess the rest of their UI is kind of that way, but it gets undermined by the fact that you're just going to see ads for everything right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's not, it's not the best to use. I don't run into that many issues, but I find myself a little too often having to like press the, the start button or whatever, whatever it's called on a PlayStation controller. Um, and like look through a bunch of menus and not know where I'm actually going to find the option that I need. Um, but I don't know. I, I completely agree with the whole, 
Nintendo needs their own character to the hardware. And if we think that Nintendo is 100% done with going out on a limb and making something crazy like the Wii, I think we're mistaken. I mean, they still have that up their sleeves, don't they? Uh, I think they still have the magic to do something like that, for sure. But in Nintendo's, I feel like, console, like, so long as the idea is sound, they have some sort of sound idea, the people will always congregate to it because they've kind of cultivated this community for so long. Like, even though the Wii U was a flop, you had Miiverse on there, and everyone who had a Wii U definitely... Okay, not everyone had a Wii U, but a lot of people who are on board with the Wii U have a fond Miiverse memory to some degree. Uh, and that was a very cool idea. The 3DS had Street Pass, while not exactly as uh, engaging constantly as like something like Meepers. Uh, I think it's still something neat that fits there. And the Switch is just selling like hotcakes. People just love it. It's not the same in that way, but uh, they people people show up for Nintendo hardware every time. Uh, maybe not as much as they want with the Wii U, but. Uh, I feel like it, every console is clearly marked like a generation. Uh, and I feel like the Switch doesn't have as much of like like a, a killer app specifically. It's just more so like it is just a console that has so much uh, flexibility with, of course, the handheld and the console play. Uh, but I, I think Nintendo will absolutely be able to pull it out of their sleeve whenever they want because they always want to try fun things, different things. I agree. Um, do we have anything else going into this topic? No, I just... I think we all need to accept the PC and console are about to come a lot more, uh, you know, closer at the hip than we ever could have thought a decade ago. And that's not a bad thing. It just makes sense. As games, Like Mark said, games are becoming more difficult to develop due to financial costs. You want these companies to make more of the games you want. They got to make more money. This is another avenue for them to do it. It just makes so much sense. And the idea to be strict and be stuck in your ways and only develop for console is, except for Nintendo parentheses, you know, but for everyone else, it's just a foolish mindset to have. No one should be mad at PlayStation and Xbox doing day and date releases. And if you are, you just stop holding on to the past. Let go and just hey, accept look, the future. PlayStation and Xbox just want as many people as possible to have fun. And do you want to stop that? Except huh? if you're playing Call of Duty on Xbox and not PlayStation, then PlayStation very much doesn't want you to do that, as they've made abundantly clear every single day, seemingly, for the last two weeks. Have we talked about that at all? Like, no, because it keeps happening. Every time I think it's done, it's like Jim Ryan has flown to another country and and told everyone that Phil Spencer doesn't wash his underwear. Like, it's just... I get... I'm not reporting anything. Okay. But, uh, I I get the feeling that with the European market being the only one that is seemingly offering any resistance and the fact that isn't playstation like largely based somewhere in europe i don't remember where yes they were originally in japan ever since like the start of the, like the end of the ps4 started ps5 they moved like the sony headquarters to the uk i believe like i feel like some money is exchanging hands 
Okay, that's a that's that's a claim. That's a flag in the I, ground. You can't I, go back from that. I mean, uh, are are you going to cancel me for claiming that businessmen and politicians are paying each other? No, I'm not going to cancel you because you can't cancel someone. But I, I just I'm starting to be surprised at how much PlayStation is trying. Like they, at first, I thought, oh, okay, of course, Jim Ryan, Jim Ryan has to do this. PlayStation has to do this. It's oh, they're almost like contractually obligated to look like they're putting up a fight or something. But now it, re- it seems like they're actively trying to kill the deal. Yeah. And oh I'm, no, they absolutely are. Yeah. I don't um, think it'll succeed, but I- I'm surprised. They like they put up a try in Brazil, I believe. But it it seems like they've actively like been fighting for okay, like the European market. This is where we stop them. And it doesn't seem like they're putting in any effort in the United States either. It's just like they've put all of their eggs in this basket. And like Jim Ryan is like speaking on the floor of whatever floor he's speaking on. Um, Because I don't think it's parliament. I doubt it's parliament. (laughs) But um, I... uh, I don't know. There, there's something. It like feels like the type of a football game where the home team is getting a few too many calls. I don't know. It's time for I'm what we've been playing. You have my attention on that. Maybe we'll talk about it later. Okay. It's time for what we've been playing. Um, I'll go first. Because I'm still not a gamer, but I did. I gamed a bit and I played uh, some Overwatch 2 and I played that with Peter and a few other friends. And it was kind of a roller coaster of a night. <laughs> so I've heard. I need to hear more details, though. I've only heard they were not the best of times when you guys were on Overwatch. I was enjoying myself. Four of us were there. I think three of us were having fun. One person very clearly wasn't. And, uh, like, I first started playing, and I was having a great time, because, I mean, I'm in first game lobbies, I discovered Moira, I like Moira, I'm I'm getting 18 eliminations, and, like, 4,000 healing in a match, and, like, I feel like I'm the reason my team is winning, pretty much, and it feels good. Then mm-hmm. Peter gets on, and we play some games together, and... It was, for the most part, the the same deal. We were in competitive games, and we were both playing well. Um, Are you guys playing ranked? You're doing competitive? No, no, oh, no. We, what oh, I mean, like, ranked. the games were... Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, 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 right. They, they were just normal quick matches or whatever. But, um... And then when we got in the group of four, the first game we played was actually great. Uh, we started off horrible, but I I think we made a full comeback, if I recall. Um, and that was exciting. But then the game just assumed that we're we're like Phase Clan, and we have to be stopped by by other amazing Overwatch players. And then from that point on, I mean, it basically wasn't fun at all. I mean, we had no ability to do anything. Um, and I was kind of disappointed that they lopsided the lobbies that bad, but, uh, 
I don't know where I fall with Overwatch 2 because at the beginning of the night, I was like, you know what? I'm in. This is fun. But if any time I play with my friends, the game is going to do that to me, I don't think I'm in. Like, why would I, I be? I think the answer for you guys, uh, quick play is like, is not ranked, right? But a lot of people try to treat it as like semi-ranked, like it is practice for rank. But they have the arcade mode. Or sometimes you can play exactly the same type of games that you are playing in quick play, but a lot of the sweaties and the tryhards are just not in that that playlist there. So I would try go play in the game there and see if you can. I don't think Joe that. would ever. Yeah, no, Joe. Joe. Joe, would never do that. Joe puts on his big play, and I know you're going to listen to this, Joe. And feel free to defend yourself if you're ever on here again, or even text. I don't care. I need to be said. I don't know what's happened. But now it will be quick because this isn't the like you know friends podcast. Joe can only do competitive nowadays in video games. Otherwise, he feels like a little baby playing baby games with babies. And as someone who likes who who doesn't go nearly as hard as Joe does in first person shooters, it's exa- it's it's impossible to keep up with him because it always gets to a point where you will win one game a night and then Joe will go. Hey guys, I think it's time to go to ranks, and everyone else will be like, "No, please, God, we don't want to." And then every time he ever, if he ever sniffs the rest of you playing well at any point, he's like, "Hey, that seems like it's good enough for ranks, don't you think?" You know, just have to push him off. Like, no, stop, stop. If you were to try to tell Joe to do that game mode, he would go play with someone else. He would not do that. <laughs> Who does Joe play in Overwatch? He was playing Zenyatta a lot. Okay. Zenyatta. Zenyatta Moira combo. Not terrible. Uh, well, Joe was not happy with the combo. No. Joe not was really. I, Joe specifically, I think, Joe was not happy with Owen. Yeah, no. Honestly, I thought it was a little ridiculous. Um, I did too. He's <laughs> uh, the kind of Overwatch player that's just like, okay, if my support isn't playing Lucio or Mercy, they're not doing a good job. I brought and up I a like point that. where it felt like there were four broken legs. And Joe then corrected me saying, well, there's three. And then not only did he say that, when we tried to figure out who he had a problem with, it became very apparent that it was Owen. That he was not happy with how Owen was playing Moira, and that he was playing Moira, and that he wanted him to do something else. Joe is not very subtle when he has issues and critiques when he's trying to win multiplayer games. But I don't know. I, I, I thought we were all pretty horrible. but um... I did too! Including Joe. Joe was also horrible. <laughs> Let's make think... that perfectly clear. Let's abundantly clear, because some of us didn't think that all four oh. of us were equally bad. I, anyway, Overwatch 2 is great. I would love to tank for you guys because when I'm playing Overwatch, 2, I want to throw that in there because that's all I've been playing. The that was the game. one th- character we didn't have. I think I've put like somewhere between 15 to 20 hours in Overwatch 2 in the past week. I've been religiously playing it and I love it. I, I like I've been playing. I like Overwatch a lot. But with that being said, there's a lot of problems with it uh, that I'm becoming more no like I am noticing more, and these are transitions to overwatch 2 from overwatch 1 problems like uh at the end of every game uh they used to like show like these like player stats of who did what well and i really missed those instead that's been driving me nuts that it's not there yeah i I like that you literally can't see like anything from the last match you played 
Instead, it just points you to the battle pass immediately at the end of the game. Yep. But kind of obnoxious. You can't even like like during a game you can hold at least in the PS5 it is like the touchpad. Maybe the select button on other consoles or PC wherever you are. Uh, but it would show you the game stats of the game you're playing, like whether it's eliminations, your deaths, all that info is right there. But you just can't go back to it after once the play of the game has finished playing, it's gone. You can't see what your stats you are. You can there Uh-oh. is a way to go into like your career profile and then you go you have to use like the bumpers to get over to history and then you can select okay. the exact game and then it'll show you some of the stats from it. Okay. But uh I I don't know. Every every first person shooter I've played in the last decade and a half has had like a previous match thing that you can press in the menu. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. That it was apparent to me right away that that was an issue, and it was driving me nuts. I wish I could just quickly, and not that like I don't have the time in between games to go check like all the way there because loading up for a game. This was a problem for Overwatch One, but like the amount of time it takes to load up into a match, maybe Absurd. first world problem, but like it can go up above three minutes. Before another game starts. As a group, we were hitting f- about five minutes every single time. I don't understand how that can be happening for a game that is so immensely popular. Um, I don't know, but like, it, sure, it's first row problems, but like, it's actually a problem for this game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a lot. How many more games could we have played as a group if we didn't have to wait five minutes every Mm -hmm. single time to load into one? Yeah, I've I've queued up with a group, all of us selecting like any role. Like we don't have specific roles. You can throw us. It was me and like three other friends, the four of us. We will play any role. We just need a fifth person to play whatever role they want. It should not be a problem to put us against a team there or put everything together. We are as. helpful as we possibly can to build the teams quickly but still then several several minutes to the point where we are always gambling in between games who can be closest with prices right rules to how many minutes will pass until we get to the next game and sometimes it is more fun than some of the games depending on how badly we get beaten or not um like that's that's the worst thing those are the worst things i have to say about overwatch 2 the only other thing because you mentioned your career uh, career profile. Have you not had any problem navigating that menu at all? Either of you two? I don't think I've looked. Okay. I, I only bring it up. multiple times, and it was always like a solid like five games behind. Okay. My career profile, I wasn't sure if this is a PS5 bug specifically. Uh, my career profile has not updated at all since the Overwatch 2 launched. Like, like the highlights and stuff we're talking about, those will show up very delayed. But like the overall, like your playtime with every character only has my Overwatch 1 information. Like I have put like 15 to 20, most of the 15 to 20 hours I've played in the past week has been me playing Brigitte because I if I check the box for support. They are only going to give me support games. So I've, I'm reaching the point where I only have the tank box checked because I can't trust these rando tanks who are picking fucking winston and diva and rushing in and not helping out the team so i have to do it myself and i can't support everybody um 
I'd I, like to get that updated. I'd love to see my actual career profile. I did notice that for about the first hour and a half of playing, uh, none of my Overwatch 1 stuff has transferred yet. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, for the first hour and a half, my career profile only said that I played as Moira for 12 minutes. Ah. Um, and it was just like kind of stuck there. So there's definitely it, some sort of bug going on. Okay. But it did update eventually. I think it eventually updated to 30 minutes, but I never saw yeah. it update to like the, the actual time it was. All right. Because mine still says I have three hours on Brigitte, and that's just not true. I, I have gotten many play of the games as Brigitte. I've gone from endorsement rank one to three in the past week. That Big ranked not, guy. Yeah. I, that's a people like me rank. That's not oh, I'm doing. Okay, okay. I'm not carrying the game. That's like gold or platinum. That's just like when you have a high endorsement, I think you get paired with people who also have that kind of endorsement level to try to like pair you with people who are also being as cooperative as possible. There's so many people have given you the thumbs up. They recommend playing with you because you did such a good job before. I've seen one four and one five in the past or a couple fours but most of the people i see are either one two or three but i I don't know how hard it is to get to rank three endorsement but i felt pretty proud that people kept giving me endorsements with a good job but i would love to play with you guys i i would like to play with you as well mark um peter do you have any opinions you want to get out on overwatch 2 i remember how much i like overwatch 2 i'm having a lot of fun with it I uh, don't know if I'll ever really try doing ranked because I will almost certainly get my shit rocked every time I do. Mm-hmm. In terms of any issues I may have with the game, I don't know why Reinhardt is so good at soloing a team on his own. I've just I don't really see a lot of defensive Reinhardts right now. I just think I see so many Reinhardts just charge entire teams on their own, and more often than not, they succeed in what they're trying to do. So are, are you maybe sticking my, with your team, Peter? Am I? I'm, my team is together. I'm not the Reinhardt. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Junkrat and Reaper. I've only been playing attack right now. When I, I'm probably going to get on after this, and I'm going to do tank. I'm going to see if I can still play Diva or not. As but, as a Reinhardt main, if I see someone on their own and I don't see anyone else, they're dead. I'm I'm going to crush them. I will not let them get away. No, it's a lot of times when I'm like with two or three other people and the Reinhardt just charges us and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? We, kill we had but, one game where uh, there was a yes. Reinhardt that had like 30 eliminations or so. Like it was yeah. it was absurd. And he wasn't with a mercy or a support. He was just charging us. Okay. And we, could, we couldn't stop him. Definitely have hit 48 limbs once at a Reinhardt match. And I got God, many Mark, endorsements. You are I'm just, just saying. So I, good. You're I want. So I, good, Mark. Is, I <sighs> I've had a great ride with Overwatch Two. Overwatch I, Two is putting me on such a high. Is this all. this is driving <laughs> me nuts with uh, the Overwatch community, and by that I mean Joe and Mark. Is basically if I say any total for any of the stats <laughs> that I think yep. sounds good, yep. they have to inform me that they've done better. And you're actually a petulant child who doesn't know uh, what he's talking about. You see, I, I, I will admit I feel a bit, like, boastful. Right. A bit. Just a little bit boastful. Maybe a bit too. You have the subtlety of a brick. I'm just saying, uh, 
Overwatch has put me on on top. And are, are these are these ranked matches you're playing, Mark? I did one ranked match as support, but ranked is different because ranked is literally like a two out of three session, like of moving the payload. And by game three, if you're just like um, like I play, I like to just play one character. By that third game, you have to swap. Everyone has figured out you're, the entire enemy team has figured out what you're going to do. You have to try to fix it up. You have to be flexible. And I just don't want to have to do that. I'd like to do one trick. I uh, bust up my main, uh, move the payload once, end the gameplay with new people. Instead of move the payload, get as far as I can, or get to the end, and then swap sides and try to stop the other team. Uh, it's uh, hard to to trick people. I had okay. to swap over to Lucio at some point, and it if, didn't not very well. If we get a full five of... Me, I Peter, from you and Joe. me, Peter, Mark, Joe, and James. If Mark, if you and Joe aren't carrying us, yep. there, there's going to be a problem for you too. Okay, going to be held back. Yeah, and I, I will do my best. Like no, I, no, 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 I, no. I want to make it You're work. I don't want your best. That's the thing. I, I'm not when I play with you guys. I have a lot to live up to right now, and I'm ready to roll up my sleeves and prove to you guys I'm not just trying to talk some shit or anything or just make myself seem like the coolest guy well we already I have one to... guy doing that we don't need a second one i want to be your shield that's what i'm saying i want you guys to get behind my shield and i want you guys to win that's what i want you're not gonna tell Owen he sucks and should swap characters no no but the thing is that i i almost would have preferred if joe did that like joe, joe was like mumbling under his breath and like yeah. being passive aggressive about it yeah, if anything, I like if you really wanted me to, I would give constructive criticism. What I think is it is not working, and maybe right. recommend a character that'd be like, if you try this, you might like if you like doing this with Moira, you might actually like this with another character. If you want to try someone else in support, like I wouldn't be like, geez, fucking, I wouldn't swap characters already. You should know better. I'd be like, no, 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 no. I would try to point you in a different direction if you didn't think something was no, didn't think something was worth. I think I think ultimately Joe would have been happy. If I played Moira as if I was Mercy, that's um, I feel like that's a lot of people. What do they just think? Like I just want my support to be Mercy, my own personal Mercy, and it just doesn't work like that. There are other support characters in the game. Not everyone could just play the role where like you as damage take the lead. It's like no, no, no. Can be a little bit of DPS, can be a little bit of tank. Sometimes the support can even push. They're aggressive support characters but there's a time and place for everything and i would say moira is one of them like absolutely my, my ideal game i'm uh, not don't 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 take the totals too seriously i'm about to say if they're actually bad and horrible you know what i mean mm -hmm. um i feel like my ideal game is like five thousand damage five thousand healing Okay. Because well, like, Owen, that's actually really bad. Is you should be aiming for twelve thousand at a minimum. Because Moira is an aggressive support that should be doing damage, but also mm -hmm. you need to heal because you're the yeah. support character. It's true. It's like I say, aggressive characters as in like they they can push when they need to. They're still kind of squishy and not the, they have their weaknesses, and they but they do have their job to do. You have to just be conscious. Uh, which I think is sometimes even harder than just being the solo support. Where it's like you have to be on the back and forth between knowing when to push, knowing when not to push, and keeping track of everyone's health around you. Especially when, like your DPS character, because if you have a Genji on your team, he's not hanging out with the team. 
he's somewhere else. He is on a mission, and you have to be able to play his mission and hang out with the tank and everybody. It's and tricky. on top of that, Moira's healing is not like magnetic at all. Mm-hmm. So it's like actually a problem that every single time I try and heal someone, they're always like juking me out. And I, I mean, I take it personally. I feel like they're mm-hmm. trying to get away from me. And all I'm all I'm doing is trying to heal them. But you hear that, um, Peter? Yes. What do you have to say about that? Are you juking Owen? No. No. There were times, but uh, I did not take it personally with you. I mainly took it personally with with whenever there was a person that we didn't know in the game and I'm trying to heal them and they just wouldn't stay still for a second. That's all I got. Tell, tell us how you really feel. Tell us how you really feel. I, I feel like I've been I've been doing that a lot, like this whole podcast. I that's I've said all I have to say in Overwatch too. Great game. I'm gonna play more of it as soon as I'm done here. Another I, game in terms of my 2022 games. Maybe I will beat seven after all. If you hop onto the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet chain or train, uh, then I am guaranteed. But I don't know if I want to. Did you see the big trailer? Or not necessarily. I haven't trailer. seen any trailers for this game. There's they've put out a lot. This I'm actually like I've talked a lot of shit in the past year about Pokemon and how it's not doing anything cool. Scarlet and Violet after the past couple trailers seems like it really could be an interesting Pokemon game. I've purposely avoided everything in case I end up buying them one day just so I can go in blind, but I have not seen. I've made sure to av- I've been forced to see the new Diglett form. Wiglet. Which is something. Did you see Girafferig's new evolution? I did see Girafferig's. That's all I've seen. If there's others, I don't know them. Okay. Just so you know, Peter, there is crafting they confirmed in the game. You're fucking with me. TMs are crafted in this game. You're fucking with me. I'm not. I'm not kidding. T- that was. I'm not getting things. that game. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. I'm I don't know. It. It's really cool. There's the game has. No, it's three... not. There is no good. Co- no, no, that's an oxymoron. There is no cool crafting. You played Minecraft. Mark, it's called Minecraft. And the crafting is cool, right? Yes, because it's an entire game built around well... it. There is no cool subsidiary crafting. Well, Valheim the crafting was very cool. You had to be Valheim that. sucks. No one likes Valheim. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. Oh, no one cares. oh and I think we need another us episode. Yeah, we're it's about we're that time of, again, isn't it? We we are a little overdue, I'm thinking, all of a sudden. <laughs> um All right. Uh, were any other games played by podcast members this week? No. I think this is this was an Overwatch two week for us. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I, I don't know about my gaming lately. I, I want to be better. I do. I just... Uh, you sound like Jesus. It's a bit I, I sound like I need Jesus. to be better for myself. I need to be better for myself, is for that, you guys. I don't know if is Jesus that had that Jesus art. <laughs> I think he was just pretty confident. I didn't mean actual... Je- you no, you I did said not the sentence, mean- you sound like Jesus. I meant you sound like, and then there was a comma... Jesus, I'm not. I'm not sure if that makes it better. That's not a sentence, Peter. Like a you shout. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Okay. This this is how all the lights are on me. The guns are pointed at me, and I'm not. No, I have to now. No, I have to now. So it it was. You sound like dot dot dot, and then we'll label this as an exasperation. Yes, and then I just the word Jesus. Oh, it's like you sound like 
Jesus. Like, I didn't even, I did not bother finishing that original thought, and then I was just exasperated because I thought you sounded really like I'm trying to be better. It's, it just, it sounded very dramatic to me. Yeah, well, uh, it is dramatic. I, I like mm-hmm. to take my roles as, as a gaming podcaster seriously, and, uh, I was in your shoes for several months, and I did not act like I was, you know, trying to be a better family man. It's like, I don't think it's enough, that's fine. Well, maybe, Peter, maybe I should check in on how your automata is going more often, and then maybe you can reflect on maybe how you should be doing a little better right now. Maybe Do you, you think that meant something? I think it did. Do you think I, I think I know what my issue is. I'm feeling bad that I don't want to beat Horizon right now. And I'm letting that feeling bad just like kind of emanate over all of my gaming. I do think you're being too mean on that game. No, no, it's, it's not that. I mean, I'm at the point I'm at in the story so far anyway, where I still haven't really gotten anything explained to me. That is very cool. Um, it's it's not that I think it's bad. In fact, I don't think it's bad at all. The same exact thing happened to me with Zero Dawn, where I came in super hot on it, and at like during the the fifteen to twenty hour window, I just completely burn out. And what happened with Zero Dawn is. I completely burnt out, and then I went back to the same save literally like two years later, and I was I was hot on it again, and then I I beat it, and I enjoyed the game. Um, I don't know. I can't pinpoint it. I don't know why this happens to me, but I don't want to play this game right now. Um, but it's the game that's staring at me, and I feel obligated like I need to... Uh, like I need to see it through, and I I should see it through. That's um, how I feel with your Automata. But uh, the the other thing, uh, I've learned my lesson. Don't don't make videos before a game is done. I made videos about how hot I was on Horizon Forbidden West, and a, a lot of the points that I made are not wrong still, but. I sh- I should have waited a few hours. I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And actually, you know what? I felt like a gamer when I was playing Neon White because I was really into that game the whole time. You really liked that story. It really spoke to you. It wasn't. It was not bad. It wasn't. Um, I mean, it, it was it was a standard anime story, and you get you get the quirks that come with that, but like. The idea of like, oh, we're we're in not heaven, and we got to fight demons and stuff. It's like there's some stuff going on. I I didn't hate it. I I was not someone that was fast forwarding the story the whole time. I I thought some of the character dynamics w- were worth seeing it out. Um, and also on top of that, very different flavor. Immortality, I devoured. So I think I think I need to start trusting that when I feel like I want to drop a game, it actually means that I don't like it very much. All right. Is it is it fair for me to trust my gut like that? 
Um, if there's other stuff you want to be playing and that's like stopping you, like it's really putting that much of a hurdle. Uh, I think it is fine to put down games because you might even realize you are actually more comfortable putting down games than you realize. Like you even said, you think that that's a sign that you might not like the game. And maybe that's true. Maybe you don't like it enough because right now, especially I feel like the past couple of years, there's just so many games to really stand out. Uh, you have to really be the best of the best because there's always something else in the back of our mind that we want to play. And I've, I, I have come to realize uh, as someone over the past couple of years, I've tried playing dozens of games a year and a lot of it is forced. Uh, and I know deep down, I would love to play like more RPGs really, but that's just so much time. And I won't play those RPGs because instead of spending so much time with like a couple of games, I'd rather play so many more games. But I think at the end of the day, I do need more RPGs in my life because I like them so much more. And with that being said, Dragon Quest still just couldn't hit. I'm sorry. Just going to have to throw that out there. But uh, in conclusion, yeah, put it down, Owen. Put some stuff down. Come back to it. Maybe don't. If this had been me talking, Owen, Mark would have said that I'm a, I hate video games. I'm a fake gaming podcaster, and that I should sell all of my consoles. You're different. You have finished less games than Owen. Owen has finished more games. You don't know that. You Owen don't know that. You... Okay, Owen, have you finished more games than Peter? Uh, In your lifetime? entire life? Probably not. Honestly, lifetime. Really? This year, I think I have. Yeah, eat shit, Mark. I mean, oh, the whole lifetime. I'm talking about recently. In recent events. Um, past seven years. I can I can get the numbers. What the on. fuck? <laughs> On, uh, We're not doing this right now. We're not doing this. Why not? I have All right, go ahead. finished one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Thrilling. eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. eleven games this year. This year? Oh, this year. Okay. Not, not like I haven't finished 11 2022 games. I've finished 11 oh, games yeah. in 2022. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's see me. Let's see me. Oh, boy. Where is it? Give me a second. Uh, I'll see go. me, too. Games I've have... beaten in 2022. I've beaten 14 games. You've beaten 14 games this year. Yep, I'll name them even. Do Doom it. 20, I mean, I'm, Doom I'm 2016, shocked. Doom Eternal, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Concrete Genie, Luigi's Mansion 3, Horizon Forbidden West, Transistor, Dragon Age Origins, Control, Stray, Infamous Second Son, Mirror's Edge, Immortality. Wow. Narratomata is still not on that list. Though. It's on the list of playing. I haven't beaten it. And these are even, just to get how many games I've played this year, I've also, for multiplayer, uh, Apex Legends and Overwatch 2. I've gotten into those. I'm currently playing Rayman Legends, and here are five games I gave up on this year. Returnal, Banjo-Kazooie, which I put a lot of time into, Dragon Age 2, Crash 1, and Wolfenstein The New Order. I've played a lot of games this year. I've played 25. Uh, I've I've beaten twenty, and I think there's only one game I didn't finish, and that's just We Are OFK, where I'm sitting twenty percent through the final episode and have not gone back to it. Ooh, that's a that's a bad sign. 
like I want to finish it. I like the characters. I like the writing. Sometimes I don't like the writing, but overall I do like the writing. I was about to say if if you're quitting 20% through the final episode, how much do you like the characters and how much do you like the writing in a game that might as well be a visual novel? Like it's just a very unique game and I want to see it through because of that. I'm just really disappointed that I don't like the music as much. There's a couple tracks I like, but like they're not popping. I was really hoping in a perfect world, uh, I would have this game sitting next to Sayonara Wild Hearts kind of soundtrack. High bar, but it, it just did not. Get I, I have oh. not heard uh, really any good reviews on OFK's music. So yeah, which, it's, it's kind of the part you really want the most from a game that's all about a fictional band. Yeah. A, re- a, a fictional real band like OFK has a Spotify with all of their songs on it as if they are the band kind of like a gorillas thing uh, but uh, I don't think they're that much of bangers and the whole game is about them putting out these songs and everyone thinks they are bangers and they're building their band And the, I don't know I, I want to finish it for closure's sake there's like less than two hours left uh, I owe it to it uh, I, I it's always on my mind, but really, I want to play Mortality and I guess Rayman Legend as well. I should finish that too. And you want to make sure to uh, give me Xenoblade Definitive Edition at some point? Yes, I forgot we had that talk, Peter. I'd love to give you Xenoblade Chronicles Three also. Right? What's Would the next topic? Love- sure. So uh, I want to do a temperature check on VR. The, the next frontier of technology and the metaverse ooh, ooh, ooh. virtual reality um so we basically never stop hearing about the psvr2 at this point despite still not knowing its price nor when it's coming out and then on top of that um meta i i, I hate calling them that i hate them yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'll do you I, one I better. Them, I can hate them. You know what? Like, I still call them Facebook. I don't care. I call them Meta if I want to make fun of them. I'm not. I'm not sure if it works out that way. If you I end up a call- lot of people, that's my intention, though. I don't know, but anyways, they had an event with uh, some VR stuff, and they revealed the the Meta Quest Pro. A fifteen hundred dollar headset, Thanks. and it's their like top of the line one. Uh, controllers are different in some way. I believe it's all still wireless. Honestly, a lot of a lot of the spec things I saw explained were not easily like translatable, uh, meaning like understanding what they're actually changing. Like I I don't really know, but um. And we have this dynamic forming now, at least so it seems, where I assume PSVR is going to be like a, at the very least, 80% games headset, 20% different advantages that VR can present. And the Meta Quest is going down the route of, they're going like full professional 
like some of the stuff I saw them talking about is like, oh, you can 3D model right in our system and stuff and like do design work and have your team meetings in here and stuff. So we have these two roads that are separating. I'm sure that super advanced quest will have gaming capability to some extent, but this technology that has been thought of as primarily a gaming thing for about like six, seven, eight years at this point, uh, being fully adopted by the crypto bros and i kind of just want to get a temperature check on how are we feeling about this technology going forward and if we think if we think it's still a big part of gaming's future because peter i'll start with you i I remember you were very bullish on vr when we were younger um do you still have that belief in it going forward? Yes, I do. I really, I get it. I don't know if we're ever going to say like console, PC, mobile, cloud, VR. Like, I don't know if VR will ever become the fifth pillar or anything like that, but I think it's only going to get more popular from here. The Oculus. How how much do you think the Oculus Two is sold? Mark, give me a prediction. Um, a couple hundred thousand. Let's say like three hundred k. The the Quest oh, Two. Yes. You're only saying three hundred k, Mark? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, yep, what about I you? Am, I am only saying three hundred. I'm gonna say about eight million. It sold nineteen million. Wow. Guys, VR is a lot more popular than you think it is right now. Dang! Look at me, three hundred k. Exactly. Mark, Mark Mark is the video game industry who just scoff at the VR going, it's not, guys, it's not going to take off. Yes, it is. It's taking off before our very eyes. It's too fucking expensive, but okay. It no, no, matter. no, no. The Quest, the Quest 2, that's the one that was $300 forever and yes. now it's 400 Yes. That's the one that is sold, I believe, $19 million. VR is becoming popular i was listening to a comedy podcast the other week and the host was talking about playing oculus like he bought an oculus too he was talking about playing it oh my god it's incredible it's catching on the oculus too i feel like is what's bringing the general public into vr i'm seeing specifically oculus like setups next to playstation switch and xbox playstation vr 2 i do think is going if it's at a reasonable price, and there's a couple more first-party games at launch. I think PSVR 2 is going to do pretty well. And I think Sony's also expecting it to do pretty well. I have not changed my opinions on VR when we were younger. In fact, I only feel more confident in them is that VR, as within this decade, is going to become a household item. Mark, uh, same question to you. I also remember you being pretty excited about VR back in the day. Yeah, and I feel like I've gotten more excited about it over time. Just really, uh, especially after my time with Resident Evil Seven, playing that whole game in VR, uh, that set the bar. Realizing, like, okay, I can't wait for the next cool things like this. Like, I, I truly see any cool horror game, and I think, man, that would be that. That looks like fun, but I want to only play that in VR. 
because I, I feel like other games that aren't in VR and they're horror games just aren't going to be the same. Like ever since I was crawling through a sewer and then this corpse lady like pops up in front of me and swims towards me, like right in front of me, or a giant mosquito attaches itself to my chest and starts sucking like shit out of me. It's not nothing's been the same. You can try. I played Alien Isolation around like after that. Nothing. Nothing from that game. Yeah, well, you hated that game. I did, but that probably didn't help. Maybe (laughs) the game is just bad also. I don't know. Who am I to say? Uh, Like, if I played PT in VR, I would probably cry. I would cry. PT in VR would be... Wow. That's that's an idea. Like, the end game part of PT where you literally have to, like, talk out to Lisa and just walk through the hallways, and sometimes you might get the right... uh, way to solve the puzzle or she just fucking jump scares you and attacks you if you take too long oh my god i would cry and i would never recover and then i'd come on the pod and be like guys this is one of the best experiences of my life and i can't wait to do it again uh i i just think there needs to be uh more for it i really hope with psvr2 it's going to open a gate of more accessibility to people uh because i feel like even though all this meta quest stuff is happening uh, PlayStation needs to bring it into the more traditional gaming market because Quest kind of exists on its own uh, in its own space. I think it needs to be more introduced to the traditional spaces as well. Uh, 19 million, not to be scoffed at by any means, but I think attaching it to the home consoles, really bringing it there uh, as a staple for PlayStation will be a big thing. And we're we're still waiting for it, but I do believe the Mario 64 VR is going to happen at some point. And when that happens, it's here to stay. Contrary to what Peter thinks. Contrary to what he thinks in what way? It's that he thinks that it just won't be a fifth pillar. And I think once we get that Mario 64, it's like it's the fifth pillar. It's locked in. It will be here. Oh. What do you think that's going to be? Uh, I, it's hard for me to say. Uh, very immersive experience. Okay, how about this? Who do you think is going to be the one to do it? PlayStation or Meta? I think PlayStation does it. PlayStation finds the right talent. To, to make the, the Mario 64 equivalent. That's what we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Again, like that Owen's really going like... to say Valve. He's going to say they already have with Half-Life Alex. Well, no, I, I'm not going to say they already have, but I think they might be the ones that officially do it. Um, like, I think a I lot think... of people might consider Half-Life Alex that. but um, I, well, I, I haven't played it, I guess, so I can't really say that for sure. They I added... have heard people say it they added something post-launch where if you pick up a bottle that has liquid in it, you can shake it up and swish it around and see all the liquid moving and Mm -hmm. hear it. And, you know, just hearing about that almost, like, completely sold me. It does sound very cool. I won't (laughs) lie. I I had seen that before at the time. Uh, I think... One thing that would be really cool, I, I don't know at one point you bring this in to VR, but like maybe it's an accessory too far that people wouldn't want. But if it's like these, like some sort of like small gloves or maybe even something you put on your chest that kind of feels vibrations a little bit, that kind of like helps you feel something if it gets kind of close. The, not chest, like, not a, the chest might be a step too far, I think. It, 
I think it would be a very extra accessory, but like I think a lot of people would end up in hospitals. Exactly. I would have to go to the hospital because of that. I see that's what would make me the biggest gamer here if I went to the hospital because I wanted the best VR experience. I'd wear that title very happily. That would be my title. I would no longer be the carpet extractor. Uh, I would would be be nearly had a stroke playing Aliens VR. You'd be cool having that title, Peter. Who would think you're cool? I would would think you're. You would look in a mirror and be like, "Hey, badass." I would respect. And that'd be the closest you get. I would respect you, Peter. Do you not want my respect? Not for nearly killing myself for being immersed in a game too much. No. Uh, We'll see if we ever cross that bridge. uh, When VR really reaches there, I think it's it's hard to give like fair criticism as I'm about to like talk down Half Life Alex as the Mario sixty four. But I think the Mario 64 has to be more casual oriented. It has to be more of an experience that onboards uh, and is open to so many kinds of people, which may be hard just because VR physically is not for everybody. So many people can't handle it. Uh, But I I don't think it's impossible still. I think somebody will come up with something very creative uh, on a casual level. Maybe not like it makes me want to play Astro, the VR game, because people said that was really cool. Or even Mouse, because that sounds like something that could fit this boat. But you mean Moss? Moss, pardon me. One of those experiences. I'd be curious to see how those work. I'll play through those. Unfortunately, with PSVR 2 maybe not being backwards compatible, I will not have that opportunity when PSVR 2 launches. Truly a shame. If, if Sony wants to remake some games, by all means, that's maybe the avenue to go for instead of this Horizon Zero Dawn stuff that's happening. I mean, with that being said, also, I don't own Horizon Zero Dawn, so maybe that's the way to play it. I don't know. Maybe uh, I will you'll, you'll be that. thrilled when they release this new thing. Yeah, maybe um, I will. I, uh, I think I'm still a little more just not on board as you guys. And weirdly, am I the only one here that owns a headset? I want to get the... P- I do want it so bad. I feel like I would be even more pro if I had it. But I don't. I borrowed a roommate. I played a little bit of Beat Saber, which I really liked. Like the Resident Evil 7, which is uh, incredible. Uh, I feel like uh, if I played more of those single... Pl- I mean, how many... That's a good question, actually. Are there a lot of single-player experiences you own for VR, Owen? No. Because my point was going to be is I bought it almost a year ago and I pretty much never touch it. Um, it was like objectively a waste of money for me. Oh no. Um, but super on that at least that sounds like it'd be up your alley. It definitely would be, but there is still even in its easiest form, there's a barrier to VR, and I have the Quest Two. It's wireless. I literally just have to make sure it's charged and put it on my face. Or actually, no, that's not all I have to do because I have to move some stuff over in a room and buy myself some space and then be stressed that I'm going to accidentally punch a TV the whole time. But um, I, I don't know what it would take for us to ever get over that to the point that 
we consider VR a pillar because even right now, like Peter, you put cloud in the pillar cloud is still not very convenient. So like, it's that's not a pillar. Yet. It will. It will. That's I, that will be, I'm, I'm, I'm more convinced on that. Like I, I see the roadmap there. I don't think it'll happen as quickly as you do because I think internet needs to go farther. Before. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying cloud's going to happen tomorrow. I think by the end of the decade it will be. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but uh, I'm I'm just not as sold on VR because I'm I'm not sure that people like a whole lot of people want to embrace VR to that extent. And while 19 million is impressive, more than the Wii U, correct? Yes. Um, that's a good start. But in order to call VR a pillar, we, we kind of need it to be like a, at least over, over 50 million seller for something. Um, why not 48 million? If you saw 48 million, would you go, guys, that's it for VR? Well, I mean... Uh, I just think that's an odd, arbitrary number to put there. It, well, one, yes, it was an arbitrary number because I I picked a nice round number that is halfway to 100. Um, and two, selling an amount near that much implies that, like people talk about their experiences that they've had in VR when there are that many out in the wild. Like I'm, I just don't really have that many VR conversations where it's not mandated on a video game podcast. Um, and all of that being said, I think my next game, when I officially drop Horizon here, I think it might be time I pull the trigger on Resident Evil 4 VR. Wow. Okay. Meta just bought that developer. Interesting. Meta bought three VR developers. They announced, I think, early today or yesterday. They bought the guys behind Iron Man VR. They bought the devs behind Resident Evil 4 VR. And they bought a third one who I do not know. Interesting. Well, I heard a lot of good things about Resident Evil 4 VR. Um, As have I. And I've... It was actually the reason why I bought my headset, and then I didn't want to spend, like, the 300 on the headset, and then also another, like, $45 on the game, which is not even full price, which is great. But, uh... I think it's time for that. I can't wait for the Resident Evil 4 remake. And if... If that came to VR, I would feel so, so, so happy. It sucks that they announced that Resident Evil 8 would be coming to VR way after it actually came out. Otherwise, I definitely wouldn't have played it back when I did. But I feel like... Uh, I forget if they even did announce RE4 remake for VR, but if they haven't already, I think even when it comes out, I will hold out. Considering I, 8 made its way. I don't think 8. they've announced it. Um, I would be more critical of them ever announcing that, seeing as they already have... Resident Evil 4 in VR and it came out a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, no matter what, you can get the VR experience of Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be one for one, maybe. I don't know. Well, like, 
maybe your memory is telling you that the experience of seven was one for one, but I can almost assure you like it wasn't. I mean, there's probably some mechanical, like some mechanics that just aren't the same. There's that. And also like your version probably looked like shit. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, well, what's, what's the difference here? It's going to look better though, because it'll be on PSVR two hardware. Well, maybe the current existing Resident Evil 4 VR will look better on PSVR hardware and they don't have to make the remake into a VR game. Well, the problem there is that that Resident Evil 4 is probably, especially if they they bought the developer, uh, I don't think that's going to be leaving any meta headset. And I don't really want to get a meta headset. I would rather have a PSVR 2. Well, I mean... Meta didn't just buy Resident Evil 4. But that version of Resident Evil 4 is not on any other platform. I think they funded it. I could be wrong there. I think they are partially responsible with bringing that to their platform and making it happen to begin with. Interesting. They have this new remake. This is an opportunity. Okay, we'll remake this, a better version maybe. Uh, And it's everywhere. Everyone can play that one. I I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you, but I don't know. I I feel like I'm going to suffer for it because maybe I should just be playing Resident Evil 4 Remake when it comes out. And also, anything stopping you if you get the PSVR 2 from just trying out Resident Evil 8 in VR? Uh... I think I would do it. I'm I'm afraid to do it because I've played the game and I know this is one part of the game. I'm just scared of thinking about playing that part of the game in virtual reality. Because even non-VR, I was losing my fucking mind playing a, a portion of it. And I, to do that I, I don't know. I mean, I think you need to put your money where your mouth is. You're talking about wanting horror games in VR. You want to be sent to the yeah. hospital. You want scorn. In you VR. want I to be do. chased by animals. I do. You know what? You know what? I, want? I also don't even own a physical copy of Resident Evil Eight. So if that if that does happen, if the stars align, maybe that's the move. Maybe I do that. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll talk about that when we cross that bridge. Well, I'm excited to find out if we ever do cross that bridge. I think we will. Once I own a PSVR two, and I'm dying to play stuff on it. If Resident Evil Eight is sitting there, I will heavily consider it. Peter. How much is the PSVR two going to cost? Three fifty. Nice. Mark. I I would love to say three fifty, but I think it's going to sit at four hundred, and I don't want that to be true. I'm going to go six hundred. Oh please, God, no! I think. What did you just say? I just said six hundred. Oh my god, you're drunk. I don't think it's unrealistic though. These heads like if All right, the, then it's dead. The way it's dead. the way they talk about the tech in PSVR2, I do not understand how they're going to make this thing cheap. And they kind of need to. You're right. You both of you guys are right. Like the Quest raised its price to 400 after like almost 3 years on the market, which is ridiculous. Um, and they raised it to 400. So that means if the PSVR 2 isn't 400 or cheaper, like they're, they're kind of fighting a losing battle compared to what 
they're trying to accomplish. And then God forbid you make it more expensive than the console. People are going to have some problems, but I I expect to be wrong with my prediction, but I do not think the idea of the, the way they talk about this tech, assuming that it could be as much as $600. I do not think that's crazy. I don't think so either, especially because you're looking at the other. It's been this way outside of PSVR. The one was already like lacking in so many ways, like not just because you had to use PS3 controllers to actually play a lot of the games, but even just the strength of the hardware was leagues behind all the competition. And if Quest or Meta, Facebook, whatever is putting out something at $1,500 and I don't think that's uncommon for this kind of tech by any means. Uh, PlayStation really wants to play ball. It might just be that steep. Not like 1500 steep. 600 is a steal in comparison to these other headsets, but it is it is a lot. The fact that the headset might cost more than the PS5 is a bad look. I don't know if they think they could get away with that. Maybe they would have to match the price at the very least. Or maybe a PS5 Slim is announced alongside it to soften the blow. I don't know. Um, But... But uh, it's it's not impossible, Peter. I don't think it is impossible by any means. If they if they price it that high, then it's dead on arrival, and there's no ever fixing it. There's no fixing it. Like I don't know. I I was also just thinking. People are still trying to fucking buy the original console. It's true. It's true. But that's why I'm saying maybe a slim model also comes up. Maybe they have an answer for that to bury the bad news of PSVR two. How is that good news for people who've already bought a PS5? Uh, that they can now have access to the PSVR too because they can play At it on the PS5. That's not good news. Well, they, They're not going to buy it. Maybe they won't. <laughs> but Oh, well, that's great. Uh, hey, I don't know. It would suck, but I'm all I'm trying to say is I don't think it is an unreal possibility. And like you are, it is that is no. I'm putting my foot down. That's impossible. It is it is impossible for it to be six hundred dollars. It will never happen. That is su- that's more than the base console. That is suicide. They would never do that. It just sounds very expensive. To they're going to bring it. On I mean, the Quest Pro just announced fifteen hundred dollars. That is marked, and that company is run by a man who might not even be a human being. Okay, I'm going to update. What a I compliment don't... to Jim Ryan there. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look up. I don't know if Valve. Mark Zuckerberg uh, looks like he was raised in a cave. I don't know if Valve has released any headset beyond the Valve Index. I'm going to look up a price for the Valve Index, which is an that older like eight hundred, eight to nine hundred dollars. Look, Valve Index Two is there such a thing? I don't think so. Yes. I a day ago, IGN post Valve job listing suggested new VR headset is in development from Valve. So people think it is the, uh, an Index Two, but let's look at the price for a Valve Index right now. It is close to a thousand dollars and requires a PC. Where, like, that was that's something that the uh, Sony would have over Meta because I don't think a lot of these Meta headsets anymore have to be connected to a PC. They run on their own, which is maybe justifying that price a little bit more because so much of it has to be built into it. For Valve's headsets and Sony's headsets, you're going to have to be in some 
uh, shape or form connected to PC or the console, which is going to, what I imagine, help process and support the power of that machine. Uh, so maybe we don't hit 1500 by any means, but like if Valve is still sitting at 1000 for what they're doing, Sony definitely wants to be a powerful. I feel like they have to have that kind of power to compete in that market. What? Or be- I'm sorry, I cut you off. Did you, did you uh, want to finish your point there? Uh, I, no, I was just closing off what I was trying to say there. What do you got? I was going to say, what if PlayStation doesn't think that the Quest is their competition? Because then, uh, if they don't, if they don't think that the Quest is who they're competing with, six hundred dollars, they would try and say like that's a steal compared to the other VR gaming competition. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like a nineteen million install base is nothing to scoff at like that is direct competition especially because it's not as mainstream maybe you can kind of frame it in the way that like uh this is console vr i guess but i don't think that sounds great to the 19 million people who maybe would like look at it for a second and be like okay well it's worse than everything i own already why would i even try this Uh, and the people who are sitting at consoles just thinking like yeah i still want to get a ps5 i'm not going to get into this it's it's a tough sale. I feel like you have to look at the existing VR uh, player base and somewhat try to approach them. And I don't know, maybe it's gonna. the answer there is just like uh, what they're doing with PC is maybe they make games that support everything, but I think it's too early for that decision because they really want to get, they need people to support the hardware. Like the PlayStation's not going anywhere so they can put stuff on PC, but this this is definitely different. I do think it's it's a bad thing for VR that there are about there's like five or six different closed gardens um and it would be an advantage if there could be some unity in the name of like essentially increasing the profile of VR mm. but uh that obviously will never happen. I think one thing uh, I mentioned before, the Mario 64 of VR, I think you don't just need that. I think you need the Wii Sports of VR, because I feel like there's a lot of people, and correct me if you guys think I'm wrong, I think a lot of people are still afraid of VR. Like, at first glance, anyone who hasn't tried it, or maybe just like, I don't think I want to touch that thing. I don't know what's going to happen when I put that on my head. And maybe some, not necessarily Nintendo magic, but it has to be made more approachable. And I said and I said Mario 64 because I feel like it would really teach people, but also just make things more approachable. Some Wii magic where everyone looks at that thing and says like, oh, that looks like fun. I could try that and like can learn it very easily. That is the what the mainstream really needs. Well, my final question is, is the Nintendo console ever a VR headset? I would like to no. think Nintendo tries it at some point, but well, they uh, already did. Okay, the Labo hardly the, counts. Uh, the Labo does not count. They technically have attempted it before, though. They had, uh, I mean, literally out of cardboard. cardboard. And they did, and they did. That still matters. They still did. You're wrong, Owen. No, no, I, I refuse to accept that a a cardboard headset is an attempt. At VR, it physically oh, it, is, and there's nothing. There's physically nothing you can do to change that reality we live in. It 
only supported so much. There weren't games that were exclusively for like the was VR it, it a VR headset attempt? Yes or no? No. no it if wasn't. you say anything other than those two words, I don't care. It's not a VR headset attempt. It is like a mock VR attempt. Give so it's uh, what did you say? A mock VR. Oh. I didn't call it a VR headset. I think those are very yeah. It's VR. Yeah, it's a, it's a attempt at VR. There you go. I'm just gonna say no. It wasn't. I'm you're, also saying okay. Well, you're wrong. No. So can ha- have fun with that. They well, did not design experiences around it. It is a VR headset. That doesn't matter. Okay, but that's a big okay, part this of this is, conversation. This is a really stupid argument. But because no, you guys are the ones having the Peter, argument. Peter, you're arguing in the fi- in favor of cardboard. That's what you're doing, right? I, guys, I'm arguing in the fact that it happened, that it's real. We're not saying that Nintendo guys, Labo Betty White died. Real. Betty White died. I don't have to like it. It happened. I'm not arguing the fact that it was a good thing that she died. I'm arguing the fact that as a reality of the world we live in, Betty White is dead. It is a reality of the world we live in that a Nintendo has attempted VR in the past. It was cardboard. Not at all what anyone wanted. I don't get why they did it. I think it was stupid. They did it. They have attempted VR before. Nothing changes that. If okay, here here's the question, and this might be in Peter's favor. If a reporter were to ask a high-ranking Nintendo executive if they had any plans for VR, would they say that they already have VR offerings? Yes. No, I don't think they would. All right, Mark. Go ahead and think that. I'm I'm like I'm gonna say I'm sixty percent no, but that forty percent yes is strong. I feel like they had been asked that question before and they said we've experimented with it but can't really find a way that we believe would make it really fun. And that was in a post labo world. I think that statement is already out there. Okay, but the fact that you're saying that they've experimented with it means what? That it's a VR headset. That it's a VR attempt. No, it is no, VR. No, 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 no. Yes, it no, does. No, no. Yes, it does. Why are you guys arguing this? It's You're not being a big just, deal. just being very technical about it. We're trying to no, say I'm like not. we're talking about a huge no, investment. We're not. talking about designing experiences around VR, not just like some like poke at it. And like that's not even a real poke at it. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was in VR. And Smash Brothers Ultimate was also. So not VR experience. That is desi- that is designing an experience by definition. That is not. That is Guys, not. I don't. All right, I just. That is right. not designing okay. a ground up experience. I want to know. You keep I moving the goalpost. He keeps moving the fucking goalpost, and, and you and know he is. You guys are are both going to shut up. Okay, you're going to shut your mouths. Yeah, my fucking. You're, no, you're not the okay, boss to me. This is our podcast. Does. The mainline Nintendo console ever be VR? That was the question. No, I said no, and then Mark's like, "Well, technically, you put up with No, no, you're the one that got into nope, technical. No, nope, no, no, I wasn't. It was him. I'm right. He's wrong. You're both wrong. I, I don't think they sell it, uh, at launch. I think it is something that, like PlayStation, is doing. It would be an add-on, and maybe in a way where we had, uh a home console and a handheld console division for Nintendo, I think they would do that with the VR headset. They would make a VR headset that you didn't need the Switch. Or not the Switch, but the home console to play. I think it would be able to stand on its own, like a Quest. And then Nintendo would uh, support these two platforms separately, like they had in the past with their stuff. 
And maybe one day they merge, who is to say, but I think that's how Nintendo would get into it. I think Nintendo is going to be the savior of the VR gaming space. What I, I think on they earth have, are like, you like, talking about? I, I think that's pretty right. Why do you think so? Because I think that they're going to be the first ones to figure out how to make it accessible and fun. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's what Nintendo does. They figure out how to make the weird tech thing accessible and fun. I I want to see them recreate the Wii magic with a VR headset. Do you understand how powerful the hardware will have to be to harness that sort of thing? That is not who Nintendo is. They don't make the most up-to-date hardware. The Switch, if the next console is to Switch 2, I'm not even sure if it's going to be 4K. Peter, I don't know. The Switch has gyro controls. They're onto something here. So long as their headset has gyro controls, they can make some Wii magic on it. But you need the hardware to be able to sustain it. Like, I think if they had, like, the dev kits for PSVR 1, Nintendo could accomplish it still. They could use, they could make it on PSVR. I think they maybe could, with too. Better controllers. Like, I don't maybe think they some will. better no, controllers, I... but yes. I don't know if that would be successful. I think the hardware that old at that point, people would throw their hands and be like, no, we're not doing this. I don't think people would get into it if the hardware was that dated. I think it's Nintendo, and people could be still invested in it because of that. In fact, I, I think you both would buy it. I would trust it, absolutely. If it's PSVR 1, no, I wouldn't. What that happened, hardware is Peter? too old. Peter, remember when you weren't a graphics somewhere. guy? What happened? Because if we're talking that old, no, then I wouldn't do it. I uh, Well, one, I just don't believe that you wouldn't buy the Nintendo console. Um... Well, this wouldn't be the con. It'd be an accessory. No, no, I'm I'm saying Not this is the console. Well, you're wrong. This is Owen's hypothetical scenario. I will then. I will before then. You guys and your crazy, wacky hypotheticals. In a world, okay, here I about this. How about this? In a world where the next Nintendo console is VR, uh, we have a Wii. We have a sequel to the Wii U, and Nintendo loses hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it they call bomb. it the VRVIIR. Thoughts? Like what? Like the VR? Yeah, what? No, as in the. If, if it, we didn't call the Wii U the Wii U, if we did VVII, like the Wii. Why are you why are you putting these thoughts in their heads? We have the Nintendo Switch right now. No, no, don't no, shut up. He's getting excited about it. You knocked this off. We have the Nintendo Switch right now. It's so straightforward. Why are you trying to drag us back to the dark times? So you've heard of the metaverse, right? Well, what about the Meverse? Huh? Have you ever heard of going to Alcoholics Anonymous? What does it have to do with anything? The Miiverse because is, this is, is what Nintendo execs will have to because that is what Nintendo execs will have to do after they get so shit faced of all the money they're gonna lose on Owen's idea. I I think a certain Mark Gorski would be living in Miiverse on VR. 
I would yeah. absolutely be there and I would witness some stuff and I would tell stories in the podcast and you guys would say, Mark, you got to get out of there. This isn't good for you. Mark, Mark you guys' this vision. Owen, stay away from my Nintendo. I'm gatekeeping Nintendo from you. Stay away. You're scaring me. You're ruining yeah. my Nintendo. Get away. Are you going to play Fire Emblem in January, Peter? Of course. I want to. I didn't realize I found that today Forspoken comes out in January and I'm kind of scared now. Why? They might, be, they might be close. I want to play both games. Okay. Did it's I just game. move that with my freaking mind? Okay. They're gonna. It's gonna be better than that. Oh uh, yeah. no, it's not. No, okay, no, no, it's no. not. So I can... guys, Gamespot put out uh, a preview today about they had some time with the game, and they said the game is very fun to play. It feels like if. Oh, okay, that's play. not at all what I just said, though. That's not what Owen and I are talking that's about. That's one part of it. That part of what you're saying is one part of it, but then there's a whole other game in there that you can still appreciate and enjoy. And what if there's combat dialogue? That is that. You can skip a cutscene. You're gonna be fine. This that's is... not skipping cutscene. I'm talking in middle gameplay. I have heard that that's one thing Gamespot did say is that like the, there are some like lines between main characters. Exactly. Character it doesn't go away, Mark. No, 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 no. They say that it's just repetitive, and I, I, I make me think of Xenoblade, where some of the stuff is incredibly repetitive. But I'm here I've for got that. something for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can do. Well, Xenoblade that. dialogue is fun and witty. That's not what Forspoken is. It's witty, all right. Um, end it, end it, end it. No, end no. It. It's really just a shame with how much Mark is telegraphing this. But he's already decided that when he plays Forspoken, he's going to be the guy that likes the dialogue. Oh my god, of course he will. I just don't see why everyone's having such a hard time with this game. I don't see what it's doing wrong. I just think I'd be willing to look past it if the rest of the game is very good, which the gameplay has always been the part I've been so sold on. It looks very fun. Well, we'll see in January, and we'll also see when uh, when Nintendo announces their own VR, because it's going to happen. I'm for the record. I'm not saying Nintendo could never announce their own VR. It's not going to be the next console. That is. What oh I'm no, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be the next one. I'm saying it's going to be a console. At 2034, Peter. All right. Well, then that's the year the Nintendo sides. They don't want to compete anymore. That's what I'm saying. I think uh, the lines will be very far outside of Walmart. All right. This has been an episode. And uh, we'll see you all on the next one.